It's a movie. Sit back. The year is 1984. Cindy Lauper is tearing up the charts, E.T. is phoning home, Ronald Reagan is demonizing black people and Tom, short Cody, clone cast is born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. With 3.6 million residents, the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are the economic and cultural hub of the upper Midwest. With more shoreline than Florida, California and Hawaii combined, Minnesota is often considered a hidden gem by locals. The Twin Cities also have one of the most robust urban park areas in the nation and have consistently been praised as one of the most livable cities in America. Known for its harsh winters, the Twin Cities feature an interconnected skyway system that allows pedestrians to navigate the city without ever having to go outside. With a seemingly endless array of concert venues, chic restaurants, and gritty dive bars, the Twin Cities have a little bit of something for everyone. The Twin Cities are one of 13 cities in the United States that are home to all four major professional sports franchises. The Minnesota Vikings are the top ticket in town, but who could forget the lovable Timberwolves and the 1987 and 1991 world champion Minnesota Twins. He's to the line and the left-hander delivers. Puckett swings and hits a blast! Deep left center, way back, way back! It's gone! The Twins go to the seventh game! Catch them all, Kirby Puckett! Catch them all, Kirby Puckett! Oh, yeah. And the Twins have won this game 4-3 on a dramatic home run by Kirby Puckett. There is also a hockey team, but we won't talk about that. Also, there is a huge fucking mall and the Minneapolis Institute of Arts has a Monet. Eat shit, Milwaukee. Anyways, Adam, Tall Rex, clone cast was born two years later in 1986. The son of a libertarian and a country band groupie, Adam was a loner in his youth. When he was 12 he joined his first gang and began running small-time grifts out of the alley behind the local Walmart. After some time, Adam gained the trust of the head gang leader, Frisco McStall, and began to take on more and more high-stakes jobs. In early 2004, Frisco sent Adam to retrieve some cash from an elderly woman named Rose Conch. She was late on a loan that Frisco gave her for her husband's funeral expenses. A fair deal, interest rate at 5% and an initial disbursement fee of $500. I digress, when Adam arrived at her doorstep he was immediately shook by a blast. Hours later he would wake up in the hospital, Frisco by his side. Oh boy, I'm glad you're alright. Those goddamn bastards, I tell you, it was a hit. It was a hit, those bastards. Those sons of bitches. It was a hit. Anyways, it's clear that I'm getting a little slow for the game these days. I'm gonna step down. I'm sorry, kid, I just can't do it anymore. But here, I brought you these, I want you to have them. They're government savings bonds. Oh, yeah, they're worth at least $50. It's the least I could do. In the following years Adam carved out a nice, honest living for himself. He put down the crack pipe and picked up a disdain for the American healthcare system and a pair of slip-resistant Dr. Scholl sneakers. That's right, Adam had become a chef, and not just any chef but one of the top part-time grill-side cooks that the Woodbury, Minnesota Old Country Buffet had ever seen. <laughs> I am telling finest. you, you haven't lived until you've tried one of Adam's famous brisket baskets. <laughs> Adam, always a fan of a good laugh, went to Walmart on the evening of November 22, 2005. 
Seinfeld season 5 had just come out on DVD and he was itching to watch his problematic fave, Kramer, slide onto his television screen. Adam rushed back to the electronics department and found the nearest sales associate. Hey, do you have Seinfeld season 5 on DVD? It was supposed to come out today. Oh, we have that. <laughs> this way, my man. I'm Tom, by the way. My good friends call me Short Cody, though. Short Cody? Like the clone trooper from Star Wars? Oh, the one and only Mum Jumbo. That is nuts. My good friends call me Tall Rex. Like Rex the clone trooper. Oh, that is nuts. Did you know that Minneapolis is the 16th largest media market in America? I always find it odd when they're talking about sports and they call us a small market. Like, no, we are a medium-sized market. Milwaukee, that's a small market. Green Bay, that's, well... That's not even a market. It's like a shitty stadium, and they might have an Applebee's in town. Fucking clowns. Okay. Anyways, Seinfeld season five, huh? You go and get that. That's the most accurate edition. No. Why would I want that? Uh, you're gonna want the puffy shirt. Okay. So, short Cody, Star Wars, huh? Big fan. Oh, you better believe it, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, can I say that I got a good feeling about you? I think that in like 14 years, having experienced the up and downs of a lifelong friendship, we are going to make the decision to start a goddamn podcast. What are you talking about? Nothing. I'm getting tired of making this intro anyways. Here's your DVD. Just f fuck off. Just fuck off. Giddy up. I guess they did get around to starting that goddamn podcast. Episode 200 starts now. Let the great experiment begin! Do it. Yeah. Those greedy, weasley bastards. <laughs> Some guy feed them hogs. Hello. General Kenobi. Colorado, Charles. More fucking horns. Sinking feeling when you sit back and you relax for seven minutes, and then you realize you got to start talking for three hours. <laughs> and also, oh God! <laughs> also, the irony is not lost on me that after shitting on Milwaukee at least five times, I you play a song, song <laughs> that features prominently Milwaukee in its intro. Well, I was gonna do Mary Tyler Moore show, ah. but then I was like, that's a little too on the nose. I've beat home the Twin City thing enough. <laughs> I really could have switched it up. I could have done that one. Uh, what's that 
radio station in Cincinnati. WKRP. Could have done that one. With Minnesota's own Lonnie Anderson. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Twin City Talk always comes through. Hey, you like our little, you like our, our documentary? Beautiful. It yeah. was great. Yeah. It's very accurate. You really came from some rough streets, huh? Yeah. yeah. Man, what a <laughs> latchkey kid, to say the least. Whatever happened to that Rose Conch? <laughs> Well, I swear this is a pod, uh, Star Wars podcast. I swear yes. it is. And this is episode 200. 200. Hence the energetic Did intro. you ever think we'd make it this far? I mean, I, I never really thought at all. I never like... <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it. No, it was. Exactly it was just kind of like, way. yeah, we'll review this show. But I never kind of like... This is a thing we do now. Yeah, I just I never thought about it in the sense of like, oh, when when are we going to do our last one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I never I was just like, yeah, we'll we'll do the podcast, yeah. and it just kind of caught on and like wildfire, you know. <laughs> so this is episode two hundred. It's now, a hit. If we're being honest, this is like episode two forty with bonus with episodes. bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're all full of shit. We're all phonies. We're all fake. Well, this is we are deeming it 200 speaking of phonies and fake we'll get to succession talk here in a little bit uh good stuff but yes yeah, so saint is- paul's own oh <laughs> the saint paul stud pulling through um but yeah so this is a star wars podcast and yes, this is, is the clone cast what we do here is we are reviewing in chronological order that goddamn rebel show Started with the Clone Wars. If you like that, go on back. Very interesting time to start. Went um, through all of those episodes. We did them all. Uh, now we are on to Rebels, though. And today's episode, we are going to be reviewing Secret Cargo. Secret Cargo. <laughs> Guest starring someone special. Oh, she is a lady. Um, <laughs> but what we do before that is we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. This being episode 200, it's probably going to be on the longer it's side of be that. a little lengthy. Yes. Um... We'll see how we'll see how it goes. We got a lot of stuff to get to. The Authorian man has provided a courtesy befit for kings. <laughs> yes, he has. He truly is the producer of the pod. Let's hear it for the Authorian historian. I'm really I haven't listened to it. You haven't listened to it. I'm very curious what now he hit he hit it out of the park in episode one hundred. Oh yeah. How can he talk? It's gonna be it? hard to follow that up. Apparently, this is if you're just joining the clone cast, I will tell you right now, this is not the episode for you. <laughs> Go back. Get ingrained in the community a little bit There's before going we to get be... to the 30-minute segment that our super fan has sent over. There so... are going to be so many inside jokes that yeah. you're going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? So, yeah. I mean, I, I love it. If you want to listen through it, that's awesome. But there's probably going to be a lot of inside jokes here that you kind of need to if know, we gather. If we didn't lose them with the random Kelsey Grammer <laughs> soundbite in yes. the intro. I was about, actually about to say, you know, with Kelsey Grammer. Uh, is a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't know why we like Kelsey Grammer, you got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Go back to the start. So nasty. Um, but yeah, so episode 200. Episode 200. But yeah, so we bullshit 24 minutes, then we get right in that episode. Right on in there. We'll see how long it takes. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out. How are you? How you Good. doing? Good. What's yeah. going on? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. What's it up to? Nothing. Well, first of all, we just gotta gotta get it out of the way. Happy birthday. Thank we you. are recording episode two hundred on your birthday. I had a joke and everything, but you had to remember. <laughs> Did you see me walking in with the balloon yeah, hanging out I of my of, backpack? I saw you walking in, and I was like, <laughs> God damn it. And on top of that, I'm becoming very self conscious of what the neighbors think of me. <laughs> 
because it's becoming very clear that Tom has not tried to engage in a social life in six months minimum. Yeah, um, but there's that one pickup truck that pulls in yeah. once a week, and it pulls in. <laughs> it pulls in with a birthday balloon, and I just. And they must be like, all that guy does is hang out with that one guy once a week, walk his dog four times a day, and that's it. Yeah. Every now and then he'll leave, and I'll go get a drink with a lady, and then we won't talk to each other a week later. Um, go get a fountain diet Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do do that as yeah. well. They must be like, God, that guy gets a fucking fountain Pepsi every day. <laughs> they don't know it's Pepsi. They probably think I'm a Mountain Dew guy. No, we're more refined here. <laughs> um, but I was like... God, he shows up with these fucking balloons. It's my birthday, you know, and they're I I'm just very concerned that the neighbors are like, what is is he okay? Do we need to like do wellness checks on him? <laughs> that or they think I'm a very highly paid prostitute. Reserve slot every week. <laughs> and I thought about that too. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is. <laughs> There's no way if that's the case, there's no way I'm here three hours at a time. <laughs> but, dude, when we were playing Zelda before and I had all that glare on the screen and I was like, I don't want to close the blinds because I'm done. <laughs> well, you know that they'd see you because they're sitting in their front front yard on their wheelchair. Exactly. <laughs> there was like 20 of them out there last night. Uh, oh, they're out there today? No, 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 thankfully. But I know no. they're out there all the time. So nobody saw the balloon. <laughs> no. Thank God. <laughs> well, I'm sure they saw me. I'm sure they peeked through their window. Yeah. Oh, Tom's visitor is here. <laughs> <laughs> they probably think, like, I'm bringing you in for some sort of bl- those, like, Peter Thiel blood transfusions. <laughs> I, look, the thing is, I can turn on the social life when I want. Sure. I, I really can. Yeah. I'm fine. I just do my thing at yeah. times and times I don't. And you yeah. become you in the past since we became friends on what was the date again? I forget the exact. Date. It was like they everybody wanted um they wanted the backstory again so I made it into yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. made it into a little audio movie. Yeah. Um it was like 2006. Yeah. November 2006. During that friendship you go through months where all of a sudden you decide I'm going to be a recluse and not see yeah. daylight for a while and then you come out of it. Yeah. You and then I go into cocoon. I mean ask Maddie K. We went to the bars every weekend for like 2 years straight. Yeah. So I have my phases. Right now I'm in the moon phase. Right now, right now <laughs> you're you're still in your chrysalis. Yeah. <laughs> Like little, what are those things called? Moths? Pupas. Yeah. <laughs> Pupas. Okay. But yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I think you've actually said that before. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first time. Um, so the fuck were we? So yes, happy birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Yes. Um, so I, the last good one. I did show up. Oh, so it, you are 39. Yeah, cat's out of the bag. Tom's old. What is 40 going to be like? I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not looking forward to it myself. So this is not coming from. We have to like. We have to somehow strategically plan episode 300 to fall on May 30th next year, <laughs> because I was so busy editing some things last minute that I didn't even think about the fact that it was my birthday <laughs> until I so came I think, walking. I think in. that's the best way for me to ring in that particular birthday. I don't know. I think I've already started to scheme in my head. Like I think I can get away with like 31 on Hinge. I think you know. Sure. Like, I look like I'm 31. I'm not actually going to change my name, my age on Hinge. I'm very honest about my age. Although I checked today, it still says 38. I don't know. I must. I have to look into that. What did I set my birthday for? Anyways, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't feel fucking 39. Yeah, of course not. You're surrounded by Legos. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, and that's the thing about dating in your late 30s. I, I'm going to fucking beat that home forever. I'm going to say late 30s until I absolutely can't What anymore. the hilarious part is... Is all of these girls on Hinge and dating apps, they're so used to dating guys with, like, kids, single dads, that they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, here's a guy that doesn't have kids. And then they walk into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> what This kind of relates to what I want to say here. So I matched with a gal, and we were chatting. Um, it wasn't, like, it wasn't the best, most excellent conversation ever, but I was somewhat interested, and, you know, we kind of want to hang out. Anyways, so we were chatting offline off of Hinge, you know, and on texting and stuff, and... She has a kid. She had a kid when she was like 20. So he's like 19. And <laughs> does he listen to the podcast? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but anyways, so he's doesn't live at home. He's actually moving. Whatever. It's whatever, you know. So yeah, he's in college. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck, man. I'm sold. Anyways, that's not the point. Like, it's not the first time I've chatted with a gal who has a kid. Um, that's probably, you know. But she said. She got home from like hanging, like she was out having a drink with a couple like coworkers or something. She got home and she's like, "Oh, looks like my kid stopped by and stole all my weed." <laughs> and now I'm just kind of like, "Well, you know, I guess he's a 19 year old. If he knows mom has a joint laying around, he probably tried to run off with it. That makes sense." But the crises that occurred in me in that moment was, I was like, "I can't date this woman." I am okay. First of all, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not her and I'm not him, but I am way closer to him <laughs> than I am to being like, like my kids stole my joint. Like I'm much closer to being the kid who steals a joint or, you know, like sneaks downstairs and takes his mom's menthol cigarettes. Every In his day. defense, that kid sounds a lot cooler than either of us. Yes. So but, if anything, he would probably steal our Legos yeah. and throw them on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm much closer to being him. The kids. Yeah, I'm not him. I wouldn't do that, but I'm a much closer the way I kind of feel about life and stuff than I am to the mom who has drinks with coworkers, comes home, and that son of a bitch kid stole my weed stole again. My weed again. <laughs> he snuck off with the ATM card. I should have never told them the pin. You know, like shit like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I went blind. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? And I, it was, it's very nice. Like summer is here. I was outside driving, uh, going to my mom's for my birthday to have lunch with her. And um, what'd you have for lunch? Oh, we had chicken, <laughs> chicken, asparagus, and I like those little Pillsbury croissants. So she cooks those up for me. Good nibble. Yeah. Um, but I saw like a couple. You know, like uh, it's very nice out. And I'm, you know, you see these couples out walking and enjoying the city. You know, and I, I took a detour, just like drive around the lakes. And it just, like, occurred to me, man, I kind of want that again, man. Well, here we go. I, I think I want, I'm ready. I think I'm ready for something. Buckle up. By episode 300, there's going to be a Mrs. Tom. <laughs> there's going to be a Lady <laughs> Tom. I don't know. Like, there seems something peaceful about getting up and walking to get coffee with yeah, a gal these days. It's lovely. It's lovely, it's and nice I miss have a, doing it's it. It's nice to have a partner. But it's got to be the right partner. Sure. And that's always been a problem. <laughs> One that accepts you for who you are unconditionally that you don't have to make any sacrifices yeah. for. So let's say I got to find a gal who has been disappointed a lot in her life. <laughs> that she'll walk into this studio 
and be like, this is okay. Checks out. Now, what do we want to do? Now that I'm really getting an intentional here, like I've dated. Yeah. But it's more of like if something comes along, great, but it's just more of casual out there being out Maybe there. Maybe we got to start talking about it more on the podcast. Yeah. We got to have Tom's relationship corner, right? Get, get the clone Castanovas right. on board. Well, but, then, but then you run the risk of, because every once in a while, when you're, if your parents split up and your parents start dating yeah. and your parents starts dating somebody that's like, oh, really cool. And you, oh, you really like them. And then things just don't work out. You run the risk of disappointing all the clone cast So you're saying I have to date only people with kids? What? No, 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 no. I'm saying like if you oh, date someone okay. that we all get attached to. Oh, and I get what happy, you're saying now. Yeah. But it's just not. There's no connection there. Then all of a sudden. Wait, wait. All right, if we're going to start, but like, okay, let's say I find somebody. You know somebody. What? This is a catastrophe. Let's say I find somebody, right? We start dating. So we're only going to talk about my dating life at that point? Yeah. What about yours? <laughs> I've been with someone for a very long time. Well, maybe people want to hear about that end of things. Well, maybe we'll talk about that. You got we'll the fresh spring that. chicken relationship and you got the seasoned vets. <laughs> maybe people want to hear that. You ever think about that? Well, let's get into it. That's going to be a fun segment. Episodes 200 through 300, oh, it's really going to turn a corner. We're already cooking with gas here. We got, It's like we have our fucking Zonai devices working right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, We're building on air. So are you ready for your gifts? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's, I guess, yeah, sure. So happy birthday. Do I have to play the birthday thing for myself? Yeah. Should I ahead. play that I'd like Go to ahead. see the baby? Okay, well, we'll play I'd like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. I would like to I'm see the I'm not sure if he'd be interested in seeing the baby. I would like to see the baby. I don't believe him quite yet. I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Hi, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's my birthday. Yes. So... Happy birthday. I, I almost they... bought you something for episode 200, and I didn't get quite get to it in my errands today. Well, yeah, you're a recluse. You're not leaving the house. No, so. I did leave the house, though, and I was going to buy you the uh, Martha Stewart swimsuit edition of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. <laughs> I was in line at CVS today when I was out running errands, and I was checking out my medicine. I was getting the Omeprazole for a heartburn. Sure. Yeah, because I'm fucking 39. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> Out of the corner of my eye, I was like, oh, it's the Martha Stewart. I was like, I should get, I should buy that and give that to Adam on air. And I looked around. I was like, is anybody around? <laughs> <laughs> and I look around. I'm like, okay. Nobody's around. I started to walk towards it. And then the, the CVS lady came from behind the car. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? I was at one of the self-checkouts. And I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> He's turned the corner. I could not be seen buying the Martha Stewart sports. Although she does look very striking. Oh, she's quite fetching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I was going to get it for you. And I, I, I just, I chickened out. Yeah. I was going to, then I was going to try it later, but I never got to it. I was like, Hy-Vee's got like wide checkout lanes. I might be able to sneak it through there. Yeah, yeah. Like under a cube of Diet Pepsi. Anyways, okay, yeah, the birthday. So happy birthday! I know that you were eyeing this. Whoa! At some point, this is exciting. So it's the illuminating wall clock. Uh, it's the USS Enterprise NCC one seven zero one E. That's the Sovereign class from the movies. That's your oh, big boy. All right. So yeah, the Enterprise D blew up in Generations, the first movie. They lost that ship. Sure. Crashed. Okay. Um, and then. They were given the Enterprise E, which is a sovereign class, state of the art, proton and photon torpedoes. So, what seasons of the show was that one in? 
This one was not in. It showed not up in the, show the at second all. movie was its first appearance. Okay. First Contact, which is so that's the actually, best Star Trek. Have you seen First Contact? No. So that actually, you haven't? That actually begs, that's the best Star Trek movie. That actually begs the question. So all the movies took place after the series. Yeah, Generations takes place shortly after the finale. The series finale. Yes. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. So this was part of the original movies. I thought this was part of the Next Generation. No, this section. is the ship that replaced the ship from I Next Generation. Gotcha. So in the first Next Generation movie, that Enterprise up there, that one, see it? Yeah. That one was destroyed. Okay. And then in the second Next Generation movie, this one, my favorite ship. Thank you, by the way. Yeah. This is great. Um, this one debuted. The Illuminating Clock. Very excited. We'll have to we'll have to hook that thing up. Yes, and you know, so it's funny that you mentioned your heartburn medication because I went into high V on my way over here because I needed the last birthday that we recorded. I brought you a little cupcake from Target oh, you with a candle in it, and I said happy birthday. I wanted to celebrate your birthday, but I know that uh, I don't know what the fuck you're eating anymore because I know that your diet comes and goes. I'm actually hey update. I'm doing great. I've been running and lifting every day. I've started to work out high. All right, it's invigorating. <laughs> It's incredible. You got to do it. But anyway, working out high is a game changer. Once you get by like the body freakouts, oh, dude, you feel so in tune. I started. Wild. I started looking at the cupcakes. I was like, I can't get him that. He's, yeah. There's no way he'll fucking eat that. Ooh. Started looking at uh, other like because uh, I I know that you have like diet bars sometimes in your fridge. So I started looking at those. I was like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck brand he eats. Looking for the crunch. I know you got the IBS. So I started looking at like dietary. I was like, maybe I'll get him some uh, Zantac. <laughs> thinking about this 150s i know that's yeah. why it took me so long to get over here but i because i got the balloon right away and do you see what the balloon says all right what does it say birthday blast <laughs> with a rocket ship <laughs> it's a star wars so it's a theme yeah so um i just went with the safe option because i know y you still like the ladies so i uh, oh, gotcha thank some. you yeah ultra thin ultra thin trojans <laughs> ultra thin trojan ends very exciting you know what you should have done you should have checked out with this and also the Martha Stewart swimsuit edition. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's wild. <laughs> well, thank you. You're very welcome. I'll add it to the pile. <laughs> and there's one other nope. small birthday gift I got for you. But Is that a three-pack? You're going to have to play it. Okay. So that's the number two that I... That's that number two file. Yes. Are we ready to listen to this? Yep. Okay. Make sure it's all loaded in. We got good volume here. All right. So this is the second birthday gift here. Or third, really. I mean, yeah. condoms, Enterprise E wall clock from Steve. The balloon. So number four. Here we go. Okay. Hey, Tom. Steve from Cedar Cliff. I hear it's your birthday. Cool. <laughs> I got a giant batch of Silver Age coming in tomorrow. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Play it again. <laughs> you missed what he said. Cool. Now. Let, before I hit it again, let's all gather ourselves because I'm sure some. <laughs> I really hope all the clone Casanova survive that because this is where if you're starting on episode 200, you're probably like, "What the fuck was that? It makes no sense. Get out of here. You got to go back. <laughs> you got to go back." Okay, now that we've gathered ourselves, that was fucking Steve. <laughs> Steve has officially appeared on the clone cast. This is episode 200. <laughs> so let's play it again. Let's listen to what Steve has to say. Okay. Hey, Tom, Steve from Cedar Cliff. I hear it's your birthday. Cool. I got a giant batch of Silver Age coming in tomorrow. See you later. <laughs> All right. I love how he tries to pitch something. In He's the... always closing, Steve is. I need to know, what did you ask him to do that for? Well, because I didn't want to just... My plan was I needed to get him on 
to, to record a message. Yeah. But I didn't just want to like walk through Cedar Cliff, not buy anything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then like ask them. So that's where the clock came from. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Enterprise clock. That, that makes sense. What did you say to them? They'll be like, hey, will you wish my buddy a happy birthday? I was like, hey, Steve, could you do me a solid? <laughs> I was like, I think I got that on audio, too. I'll have to pull that clip for next episode. <laughs> yep. As we all know, Adam literally like records his entire fucking experience every time he goes. So I was like, "Hey, Steve, can you do me a solid?" And he's like, "Yeah, for sure." Or or, or what do you need? And I was like, "Uh, "My, it's my buddy Tom's birthday. This is his favorite shop in the Twin Cities. Like he loves coming here over like Hot Comics and all those places." Did you Uh, did you did you throw Hot Comics under the bus? Sure, I did. (laughs) Yeah, because we know he does not like that. And I was like, so uh, it'd be really cool. Could you record just a happy birthday message for him? And before I could even finish, he's like, oh, fuck, yeah. (laughs) He was like, yeah, something I actually would enjoy to do. And I was like, all right, cool. Here, I'll do a voice memo. And I just... Before I even hit record, I nightmare just ha- scenario is taking place in my head right now where the client comes up from Rochester, <laughs> visits Steve and be like, oh, yeah, I hear about you all the time on the clone cast. And then we get blackballed from Cedar Cliff because Steve's like, I don't want these fuckers talking about You're me. You're going to walk my- in the door and he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> don't do that, client. Oh, but he was all for it. That's awesome. Completely all for it. I was like, yeah, his name's Tom. It's his birthday today. He's like, OK, cool. And then. I told him he hasn't been in here for a while, so tell him something that'll get him in. And so that's where the, the silver bash came from. I wonder if Steve's ever done any kind of like local advertising. Oh God, I would pay for those commercials. I would. You know who we should get? We should get Fancy Ray to do a Cedar Cliff commercial with Steve. <laughs> that's Twin City talk. Fancy Ray McClooney is Fancy Ray still with us? I'm pretty sure he is. Okay, I don't know how fancy he is anymore. Yeah. Look up Fancy Ray McClooney. He's like Once those lickety split video stores went out of business. Yeah. Fancy Ray McClooney was a local celebrity who I'm pretty sure like tried to be the Bizarro Prince. Basically, yeah. like that's the look there he was kind of. There are for. a lot of those guys in Minneapolis. But this guy was a very predominant. Yes. Like, him, yeah, he was like the local. He had like a local TV it's talk like show. Him and Scott Seekins was another like Minneapolis like just avant-garde personality that turns up yeah he definitely tried to be like purple rain era prince yeah for 30 years yep. like it was very only with the with the eccentric um kind of the exuberance of a james brown <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he was like prince if prince and james brown had a baby that he would did. be fancy ray mcclooney with and no musical talent he did low like uh like public access commercials for uh the porno show. a pornographic video store called Lickety Split. Yeah. Is Lickety Split still around? Uh, no. I think Is the Sex World's still there? Sex World's still there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Deja Vu. I was down there the other day watching couples walk around being really depressed. Um <laughs> the North Loop area there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Deja Vu's still going strong. Yeah, it I is. see. I it's been a long time since I've been in one of them establishments. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, well, maybe by episode 300. Yeah. Tom goes to a strip club. Very excited. <laughs> hey, man, if I come, if, if I, you know, maybe if that clove starts paying off, I'll, uh, take a trip old deja vu. <laughs> Any day now that thing's going to shoot up like a rocket ship. Oh yeah. But anyway, so now this is your opportunity. You got a few days off. You got to go into Cedar Cliff. And you got to thank Steve <laughs> and you got to get it on, on, on recorded. Yeah. And I got to get some new Silver Age stuff. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I heard you had some Silver Age coming in. <laughs> 
We have to validate Steve. Just go in, say, hey, I'm Tom. Thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. And then turn around and walk out. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think we could do that to poor Steve. No, no, no. That's that would bring out the crazy libertarian in Steve. Uh, that would bring out the oh god, they're out to get me. He's the greatest. He is. The I best. love him. Oh, and then on the way out, because Steve was in the middle of counting cards, <laughs> like reviewing card packs. Yeah. As I did that, he didn't even set the cards down when he recorded the message. And then as I was walking out, Squirrely Guy was there, and I was like, "Hey, Squirrely Guy, do you want to say something too?" <laughs> and he was like, "Nah." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that rocks. Yeah, never tell you the time I asked about a certain figure to Squirrely Guy, and I had to watch him scroll through his phone photos for like. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> okay, so they had um that Obi Wan Tartakovsky style. Yeah, 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 and I have it. It's yep. it's yep. in here somewhere. Um, well, it's in boxes that we've we've rearranged. Um, but yeah, so I I was like, do they have the Ventress one? I wanted the Ventress one. And I asked Squirrely Guy about it, and he's like, yeah, I actually saw it come in the other day. And he was like looking around. He's like, where did I put it? Where did I put it? And so he just breaks out his phone, right? And he's just like, I took a picture of it. I'm pretty sure we got it. And he starts scrolling. Picture after picture after picture. And there's nothing heinous or vile. It's literally just pictures of action figures. Just merchandise? Yeah. It's yeah. just merchandise that they checked in. Steve's probably got him doing inventory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, he's doing a very visual inventory. <laughs> Man, that's a load for him. But yeah, I, he never found it. But I was just like, don't worry about it, man. After like 30 pictures, I was like, he's. I'm afraid he's playing with fire here at a certain point. I don't want to see what yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's stop. You know, inside of his head, once he gets three swipes in, he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I fuck. I forgot swipes. about that one. <laughs> um, But yeah, so that was. That so was yeah, cool. you got to go in. I'll go in. I'll try to visit Steve. Yeah. He's getting a, a new exterior. Oh, when really? I, when I pulled up today. The whole exterior is covered in plastic. It's been about, I don't know, I haven't seen Steve for about three months. Yeah. Because the last time, about a month and a half ago, I went out there and they were closed. Yeah. And you were like, well, it's Tuesday. Or What did you say to me? Well, no, you're like, it's Saturday. I was like, it's fucking 11, man. Well, and I said, why didn't you Google it? And you were like, I did. And yeah, then the I Google Googled was wrong. It. I Googled it and it said something. And you were like, well, Siri didn't say that. Yeah, and I was like, I why are you listening Siri. to that bitch? Whoa. <laughs> Very aggressive. Adam has shaved and he just has a mustache now. And so oh, he's, yeah. be- he's behaving like a police officer over here. <laughs> um, I do want to debut something. Should we do that? Yeah. All right. Let's debut this. Oh, it's a good one. You'll understand momentarily. It's probably a little too long for the intro. It's the Clonecast Curse. Okay. I just needed to use Castlevania music. Okay, so we had mentioned Gary U.S. Bonds last week, and we were like, oh, no. What if Adam has given Gary U.S. Bonds the kiss of death? Oh, no. (laughs) Gary Bonds, I'm happy to report, has made it. Oh, thank Christ. As of four hours ago. I don't don't know what happened. The more we talk about him. Yeah. So we're ending that there. We didn't do it, but... So, this all started when Adam had... Wait, did I bring up Tina Turner the last episode? No, this oh. one's on me. Oh! We both have the kiss of death. <laughs> um, but no, so you had mentioned um, a couple weeks ago, Gar Saxon, the voice actor played Gar Saxon, and who's... Uh, what's his name? Yeah, I forgot his name. Ray Stevenson. Yes. 
So you had mentioned him because we had reviewed an episode uh, with like Gar Saxon, Mandalore. and he plays Gar Saxon, and you were like, it would be really cool to see him in live action as the, Gar Saxon. But he's in the Ahsoka show coming up. I was like, I guess that's not going to happen because he's... Plus, Gar Saxon, dead. Yeah. Um, but no, you had mentioned him and how you enjoyed his work quite a bit, and then he suddenly dies. It was like three days later. Yeah. And so... You know, we were like, "Oh no!" Like we 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 started to muse last episode. We're like, "Oh, oh, we get you know, did we curse Gary U.S. Bonds? Gary U.S. Bonds, thankfully, no. Um, but the clone cast curse did catch somebody, and I'm quite upset about this because I was going to go to one of these shows. Oh, so no. the Athorian man inspired this segment because he sent this file over last night, and he's like, "Sorry, man," but uh, so this is from the Athorian man. Two weeks in a row, the clone cast curse is struck. Don't say my name ever again. I do like Celine. I've been listening to a lot of Celine. Like I know that. you have. The Quebeca Queen. <laughs> oh, oh she star Celine Dion there in a past performance. Well, now she's canceling her Courage World Tour and, quote, will likely never perform again. That's according to a source close to the singer. Dion has what's known as stiff person syndrome, a rare and incurable nervous system disease that causes progressive body stiffness and muscle spasms. Okay, so <laughs> I have ended Celine Dion's career. You've devoiced the queen? Yes. Now, I was saying, oh, she's going to world tour. I am on a Celine kick, man. <laughs> I love Celine. Like, maybe I'll marry Celine. She's an amazing talent. Oh, she's incredible. I love her so much. She's so kind-hearted. Yeah. <laughs> she's great. Yeah, very kind-hearted. Is she? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought she was. I think she's notoriously cold. No. Did you ever see the video? Everybody that said I've watched lots of videos. Did you ever see the video of the person? I think I've done more Celine Dion song to her as she's in a car, and she doesn't react, and she just rolls up the window, and the car drives away. That it's was her fucking hilarious. The James Corden thing? No, that wasn't James Corden. Yeah, it was it was the karaoke carpool? Wasn't it? No, 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 no. She's being funny. Oh yeah, she is. Go ahead and defend her. Now you feel bad for taking away her magic. Whatever. I'm calling lies. Lies! Deceptions! Because I looked at the official statement from Celine, and she says, although she is canceling the tour, she is working and focusing on her health to get better, and she doesn't, she doesn't plan on retiring. She wants to do the shows. She wants to do the shows, but she has to focus on her health first. Where's she playing when she comes through? I think it was XL. Okay. I don't know. She was on the European leg, and then she was going to do North America. So I just assumed she'd come. I'll go with you. What does that crowd look like? Well, we need to make sure she gets healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. So I'm calling. I'm saying half curse. That's half curse. If she performs again, then the clone cast curse is broken. But anyways, we got to be careful. <laughs> Gary U.S. Bonds is going to drop dead tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We need... <laughs> he means so much to us at this point that we actually probably need him to release another couple albums. Yeah. Just for content as this, you know, as we run out of shows to review. I don't know. At this point, it might do him. It might be lucky to drop dead because that guy's out of work. He's <laughs> worked in a quite some time. I wonder how Linda Brown's taking his out of work. <laughs> We'll talk about him later. Um, okay, so that was the new segment, the Clonecast Curse. So that's two episodes in a row. So Clone Casanovas, keep keep uh, you know keep your eyes and ears open here. If we mention anybody that like who else has a bad cursed? week, maybe somebody gets canceled for saying something naughty, <laughs> you know something. 
Let's see if it, if it continues. Stay in the house, Linda. Yeah. For Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, don't even... If you don't want to tempt fate, you don't say anything. She's already got Parkinson's. What's the, what's the worst Does she really, or is that just a... No, she has a, 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 a even rarer neurological disorder that's often mistaken with Parkinson's. Okay. But that's why she doesn't sing anymore. Okay. Um, should we check in with our favorite clone Casanova, Down Under? Yeah. Crikey, mate. It's a letter from Down Under. You ever heard this song, Down Under? It's a good song. Men at Work. You like that band? Yeah. They're good. Yeah. You like Overkill? Are you trying to kill Colin Hay? No. Is that what you're trying to do? No, I was actually just asking questions. Oh, okay. Well, really, the more names we say. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm paranoid. In episode 204 is just going to be us naming celebrities (laughs) that we think could go... (laughs) And then being like, see, see, (laughs) Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh, no. That one seems very likely, actually. We mention him probably, I would say, every other. I mean, he's the president, so he gets brought up just, you know, when we're not even talking about him. God, does this mean we're going to get a call from the Secret Service? (laughs) No. Kamala comes in. Are you excited? The beehive is going to be buzzing. (laughs) The beehive buzz, buzz. Um, yeah, so anyways, Zet Yukasa reached out. Um, now, Zet is a longtime clone Casanova that we are very well aware of and has reached <laughs> yes. out before. Um, so Zed sent in two emails, and they both were like the same thing, basically, only spaced out a week. And I think it's because he sent the last one, like, shortly after we had recorded and released episode 199. And so he's probably like, oh, they didn't respond. Maybe they didn't uh, get it. And the thing is, we're at the nice level of getting emails. We get emails from people, but we get just enough that we can actually respond on air as opposed to. Yeah. So I think Zed was like, oh, they must not have gotten it. So he sent it again. So he that has- or, or Zet sent it because Zet's in Australia. Yeah. That's right at that international date line. Ah. So he could have clicked send at the exact time that the date was between today and tomorrow and it, the email went into inner time dimensional split and it came a week later then why is it different i don't fuck <laughs> <laughs> i kind of liked what you were trying to headcanon there but it just yeah. really your whole argument falls apart immediately because the different emails ask doc brown i'm yeah. not Anyways, so I was going to call this Zet. Are you smelling toast? Are you okay? <laughs> Isn't that the thing? Like, you're, yeah, you got something you're going on your noggin or something. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, so I'm just going to read the uh, the newer one that he sent yesterday. So, uh, good day, fellows. Long time listener, first time writer. This is like, no, we've heard for <laughs> Zet's read like five times. Are you okay, Zet? Do you Zet, need help? Zet has a theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Zet, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> Is this, have the body snatchers taken Zet? <laughs> or he's just really having fun with us. That's a pod person right now. He is an eclectic type. Maybe he's just having fun with yeah. us. You know. Um, even longer time, Martez Nari Defender. Yeah, well. Leave it to Zet to bring that up on the celebratory 200th episode. Thanks, Zet. Um, love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Zet guy? We've never heard of him. <laughs> um... Okay, as an antipodian, is that how it's said? Yeah. Okay. 
I think. Um, I feel I'm entitled to grant you permission to say git. Remember I wanted to oh, say yeah. git as a, as a kind of like an insult. Because um, Lorna wrote in and, and mentioned git. Yes. So, but only when punching up. So Bono, Charles Third, he calls him Chuck Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Chuck is a good. Random billionaire, crying Star Wars YouTube grifter, et cetera. Fair enough, because usually I don't really punch down normally. I usually yeah. punch up. Um, that's kind of the theme of our show. We make fun of ourselves. I can call myself a git. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a git, git, git. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, okay, on Zs, because we had the Z, the Z, and, you know, like over there, we we're talking about ZZ Top. Z versus curious, Z. Yeah, I was curious if maybe there's ZZ Top over, you know, across the pond. Um, on Zs, we say ZZ Top. Excellent. Hey. Exciting. But pronounce the letter in all other cases as Z. So in the email, did he write that as Z E E Z E? Yes, to clarify. Yes. To clarify, he did Z E E top. So Z Z top still gets the Z Z, but everything else is the Z. Um, so Zeb Z. Um, on a side note, I once did a midnight witching hour Saturday radio show on legendary Brisbane. Is it <laughs> Brisbane or is it Brisbane? I, I do Brisbane. I think it's Brisbane. I'm a Brisbane bro. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's Brisbane. I'm a Brisbane bro. Uh, guess the pronunciation on that one. Oh, uh-huh. Brisbane. I'm going Brisbane. Let me know if I got it right. Um, radio station four triple Z, and thus was a Zetter for a period of my life. And he is the Zet one. So, um, looking forward to 200. Love you guys, Zet. So Zet Jukasa, thank you, sir. Um, always great to hear from Zet. I hope it's the real Zet. <laughs> yeah, not some body snatcher. Yeah, these body snatchers. Um, so the Athorian man did do a lovely thing for us. So we got a couple other things to get to. So should we get to those things and then do the Athorian man's thing before the episode? Let's do the Athorian first and okay. then get into the other things as a palate cleanser. Should we do that now? We should, but we got to take a break first. Yeah, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with the Athorian man's marathon file <laughs> that he has sent over to us. We don't know what it is. I'm sure a lot of you, though, do. So we'll find out after the break. Okay, so we had a little discussion quick. Um, we're actually going to do succession talk quick. We'll get that out of the way. Um, and then we also have a special Garrick's draft that I want to get to. And we'll give you, we did not forget, Kenobi Babe is uh, anticipating uh, her selection for Sega Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week, Episode 200. So that so we're going to do five minutes. We're, we decided five minutes of succession. We know it's the finale, but we got a lot of stuff to get succession. to tonight. So. Succession. So, yeah, the final succession session. If you don't want any spoilers for it, skip ahead five minutes. You got the timer? Yep. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Set a timer for five minutes. All right. All right. Let's do it. Is there doubt of it? Okay. So, the finale. Serious finale. Serious finale. It's over. And I think it was a fitting ending. Yeah. I think that's the best way to end it. Because, frankly, their father never thought any of them, for one reason or the other, could really carry it and they're always it's it's the perfect way none of them were good enough for him yeah i also thought that he also was smart enough to be like i don't know fuck it i'll plant hope in each one of you and if you rise to the occasion cool yeah if not who cares none of them ever did to the point where he was like they're definitively the one right 
Um, well, like a good capitalist, he's yeah. hedging his bets. And also, just the inability of them to view each other as family before business. Yeah. Because that whole last scene, you know, when Shiv is like, actually, I she walks out of the boardroom meeting, doesn't give her vote. They go into that very embarrassing. It's in this glass meeting room, and everybody can see the <laughs> chaos that takes place. When when Kendall yells out, "I'm the first boy," and I yelled this boy. I audibly laughed, <laughs> yes, so hard. And, and then and Shiv's response was, "No, you're not." Yeah. <laughs> The real legend is uh, <laughs> Conhead stay winning. Yeah. He got, he gets to hang out with Willa so much because I think Megan's gonna lose. <laughs> Poor Willa. I I did not. That was the one complaint I have about the finale was the look on her face that they very obviously you know she's like well he's like actually I might be around more because Megan might not actually win and they show her face like a, like oh yeah. you know like disappointment. And I get She's it. hoping to just live in Logan's penthouse yes. by herself. And yeah, I mean, she loves Khan in a sense. But that was the one complaint I had because I was like, no, man, they had such a good... That episode when they got married, everybody left. You know, it's the episode his dad died. And then they just had this moment. You could see that they had like a... There's a connection. A, there's a real connection and they're good for each other, you know? And they yeah. just... They fucked that up for me a little bit. I'm going to choose to not see that, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was perfect. I do think like it sucks because we did see all three siblings behaving like a family and like like supportive siblings at their mom's house when they the were night making, before. making the what was the it disgusting the thing. king stew or whatever it's disgusting <laughs> the drink for a king. Um, but that was like that was they all like came to terms. They were like Kendall's going to we're all OK with this. Let's just have fun as siblings now. Yeah. But then it was like, and this has happened so many times in the series. The second that Kendall gets any kind of power, he's just like, all right, well, I'm it. So I don't got to do anything other than just fucking rule. Like yeah. all pretenses are out the fucking window. Yeah. And he assumes like, oh, no, everybody will fall in line because I'm I've been I've been deemed yeah. the leader. And I don't know, it, it, it. there's that. And the other thing that will be fucking there's also nuts. just their inability to even just be like, who cares? Let well, them have it. Like, why do they care so much? The other thing that drove me fucking nuts is, like, they made a point when they talked to, I forget the guy's name, but Kendall's advisor, when they called him and they were like, okay, we know that Shiv is getting replaced. We Like, what do we need to do? And the guy gave them concrete instructions for, like, this is how you win the deal. The board is looking for this. They need a bulletproof presentation explaining this, this, and this. Like, he gave them instructions. And Kendall did not do it. In the board meeting, Kendall was like, "I, you know what? Me and Rome know this deal. It's a bad deal, guys. Yeah. It's a bad deal. And it's like, he Imagine did, if he, he actually did fucking none of yeah. that. Imagine if he actually took the advice. He might have swayed somebody, and it wouldn't have mattered that Shiv changed her mind. When Shiv was saying all of that stuff... She was 100% accurate because she was saying, I don't think you're going to be good at this. And she's 100% right because Kendall is just used to being the eldest boy, quote unquote. Yeah. And like just getting what he wants. He's not used to having to like work or actually build a case for himself. Yeah. It's but I don't know. Just 
I love that Wamsgans one. And then Wamsgans <laughs> from the rear. <laughs> the St. Paul sleuth. When he put that sticker on Greg, oh boy. I'm I'm really glad that uh, Greg oh. and Wamsgans are going to be working hand in hand. Right when we bring up Wamsgams, well, the timer fine. goes off. We are a Star Wars podcast, we swear. Therefore, that is true. I think it's fair. I'm um, sure succession will come up in in the weeks yeah. for going forward. Um, okay, so I do want to do this really quick. It's been a while, but... <laughs> the Clone Cast Clone Cast Drafts Garrix Draft. Garrix Draft. All right. With the bike syndicate. <laughs> okay. I love that that scream is Admiral Akbar canonized. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we found some great stuff on this show. Just. Um, so as you all know, it's well known that I am on my sabbatical still from Twitter. I've spent very, 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 very little time. I did check messages finally today. Um, so sorry, slow reply, but I am off Twitter. But on Instagram, every now and then, Garrick will send me a ripper. And um, so this is a quote tweet, and it was a Twitter circle tweet that Garrick sent out. And so I asked permission to use it because Twitter circle is just for friends. And he's like, oh, yeah, go for it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to have Adam read the quote tweet, and then I will reply with what Garrick said. So, Adam, do you want to go ahead and read the tweet? Yes. This is the tweet. Yes. If universal basic income and guaranteed housing was a thing, what job, if any... Would you do? Okay, so Garrick tweets, Assassin's Creed assassin and part-time truck stop prostitute (laughs) and crime fighter. (laughs) I love how Garrick puts it, Assassin's Creed assassin. Assassin. That just makes me think that he's going to be like one of the guys hiding in the bushes during Brotherhood (laughs) when you hit R2 and they like jump out and grab somebody. I have not played Brotherhood, but that would be very, that sounds funny. Um, But I just, part-time truck stop prostitute and crime fighter. I think they call those people lot lizards. (laughs) So yeah, uh, that's your tweet of the week. We have done, we will tweet, you know, keep tweeting. Keep tweeting. Eventually, I'll come back and Tweet of the Week will return. I just, it's been good for me. Twitter's a fucking mess. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's what I hear. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I signed in and I didn't have any notifications. Like, nothing on the, it, like, lost all notifications. It's like giving me notifications about news all of a sudden. (laughs) I have no fucking idea what's going on. Is all the news from the Blaze and Daily Wire? (laughs) Like, this is what, uh, this is what's going on in the MCU. Yeah. Oh, what's going on in the I MCU? I have no fucking idea. I didn't bother reading it. So thanks to Garrick for allowing us to use that for episode 200. A real ripper. That was a great. A classic Garrick banger. One of the reasons I'll return is to just see what Garrick's up to. <laughs> He's got the best tweets. I eat them up. I love the Garrick tweets. Um, Okay, so uh, let's do Sega Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week. Oh, I did want to ruin a song quick. Because all I want to do is play Zelda. All I want to do is play Zelda. It's a 
a great game. It's literally all I want to do. <laughs> literally. Let's talk. We'll save Zelda chat for next episode. We'll have a lot to talk about at that I've, point. I have been at the cabin for the last four days. I so. actually was going to text you like, did you bring your Switch with you? And then I'm like, they don't have power up there. We don't. Well, we have some power. I could see you just plugging your Switch into a massive generator. We have a generator. <laughs> Fire that baby up. Plug it in with a little six-foot cord. <laughs> It's the sound of a gas engine. Did you bring it up? Yeah, of course. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. I pl- but I barely had time to play. I can so. imagine. Yeah. Like I edited so much today. I I got the shakes, man. I need to play Zelda. But that song is very very accurate. Yes, I heard that song on the radio, and that's all I could hear in my head was play Zelda. Yeah. Um. So Sega Bass Fishing. Let's do this. Enjoy your fishing. <laughs> Get a new tournament passport. It's the Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week. All right, so number 88 off the board. Number 88, this comes straight from Kenobi Babe. Um, So Kenobi Babe has contributed number 88. Are we ready to hear this ripper? (laughs) Let's hear it. Let's hope it's a good episode 200. Let's see what it's got. Big one. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Big one. Big one. Big, Big one. one. <laughs> it delivered. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's meant to be. Episode 200. Do you know what episode 200 is? It's a... I would like to see the baby. Big one. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I had one at zero and one. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. yeah, one at O. Yeah, we got those two mixed up. Um, yeah, okay, so that's your Sega Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week, number 88. We still got a couple more, but um, I'll update the list in the Discord this week. Um, so reach out to us, clonecastpod at gmail.com if you want to in the Discord, or at Dr. Typho PhD on, on Twitter. Twitter. Um, I'll try to check the messages, but I'm not going to be doom scrolling. So clonecastpod on Twitter um, if you want to get invited to the Discord. So, um, okay, let's see. What else we got? Okay, I guess that's... Uh, we're going to do the Athorian Man's production, and then we'll do the Time Warp. So are we Buckle ready for this? Up. I think so. All right. Um, so the Athorian Man, the Athorian Historian at Dope Jammies, um, has put together, we do call him, we playfully refer to him as the producer of the podcast. Um, he has put something together for us. So we are going to take a listen to it. Um, I think a lot of Clone Castanovas contributed to it. It's long. So once again, this really, the episode 200 is not for the new you got to get ingrained in the culture. <laughs> um, but, um, so we're going to go ahead and play it. Um, are you ready for this? Episode 100 literally made us cry. <laughs> Let's hear it. We ready? Let's go. Help, help, help. Here come the bears. Help, help. Here come the bears. Help, help. Here come the bears. Let's play. Help. It's the Hair Bear Bunch. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's his Hanna-Barbera. Hello there. And welcome back. To the clone cast cast i'm your host the authorian historian and what we do here is we break down that rhubarb riding clone cast show <laughs> we boil it down to just the good bits so you don't have to waste your time with all the bullshit let's hear what happened this week get bass so i'm at the love of my life i got married um <laughs> we're actually going uh she's a 25 year old uh e-girl flash yeah. in the pan she's a 25 year old e-girl <laughs> The tears of the kingdom here. Oh my god. <laughs> here it is. So Adam has just handed me a Sega 
Dreamcast. Now, this is the original. I <laughs> knew it wasn't Mad Cats, so I brought it just to show you. <laughs> Sorry, that was fucking sick. Or a hairless bear? They don't know what's going on. I've never seen a hairless one. <laughs> Five animals you've never seen hairless. We'll find it. We'll find it. I a cat. Whoa! I like how he's got a set of hair, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a toupee. <laughs> it's summed up so... Just so dumb. <laughs> oh, they have fun. And now it's time to reveal the results of our survey. Who's your favorite Clovecast host? And the winner <laughs> oh, is... Oh, no. You've got mail. What? What? An email? I mean, uh, we get these all the time here at the Clovecast Cast. Let's uh, take a look. He's listening to Exile. Cold to Zach checking in. Congratulations on episode 200, boys. I'll never forget the night I followed your show based on Garrick's recommendation. I typically avoid Star Wars podcasts like the plague, so I went months without even listening. Until one night an episode auto-played on its own. I spent about 50 minutes hysterically laughing while listening to two strangers ranting about conservative assholes and batteries before finally checking to see what it was and saying to myself, This is a Star Wars podcast? Star Wars hadn't been mentioned once. It was wonderful. Since that night, I've never missed a single episode, and the show is truly the highlight of my week every week. And though I don't always agree with you two, the Martez sisters rock. Shout out to Zet Jukasa. The two of you wow, have managed Zet's to create really such an this. amazing community <laughs> of so many cool people all around the world who all wait every week to listen to two friends catch up and chat about the thing we all love. It's amazing. Thank you for all you guys do and all that you've created. P.S. Apple Talk Rules. <laughs> We're joined now by the client. So, you've been listening for about a year now. What do you think of the clone cast? What exquisite craftsmanship. <laughs> and uh, what would you say the clone cast means to you? This show was of extreme importance to me. Clone cast. Improves every piece of Star Wars. It touches. Judged by any metric. Would you say it improves every aspect of your life? Not just your love of Star Wars? It's a world more peaceful since the clone cast. I see nothing. But cheap butter <laughs> and Legos. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And what are your thoughts on Tom and Adam? The enormity of, of their flat brain. <laughs> the enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. Yes! Yo, I understand. I mean, Apple talk, right? Anyway, is there anything else you'd like to share with the boys for this special 200th episode? I would like to see the baby. <laughs> Uh, what? I would like to see the baby. Listen, I don't know what you've heard, but there's no baby here. We all will be quiet. <laughs> well, that was the client. Wishing the boys all the best for this milestone. Thanks for being the highlight of our Wednesdays. Oh, man. Travet Drusia, Etoroshkaya Kronkastanova, Shetobipo Seyret, Troshiki Novetsde, Po Povedu, Roshkoto. Episode Struka, Nemogo Poravet, Shitu, Sashotak, Deleko, Yadumashito on Umret, 
Hello, my friends. The Russian clone Castanova here. Good tidings upon the 200th episode of the pod. Can't believe you got this far. I thought I would have died after 100, but here we are. Adam, keep up the amazing laughter. Tom, get taller. I know you cannot help it. Hey. Us short kings got to stick together. Looking forward to 300. Sincerely, Heath the Russian. This is amazing. Oh, there's a link here at the bottom. Horny Athorians in your area. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Adam, Tom, and fellow clone Castanovas. It is I, your favorite, absent Jedi, the first guy to send you an email, to my understanding. It's Feast and or Famine, <laughs> otherwise known as Steven. <laughs> and I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 200 episodes. It's a lot. Now, I may not always be there, hence the name, <laughs> but just know that I'm always listening somewhere, probably in your back catalog, 50 episodes behind. I'm not that far behind anymore. But I, I know that I used to be. <clears throat> but I want you to know that you guys were also the first podcast that I reached out to. I have never sent mail or joined people's Twitter and stuff like that until you guys. Um, so now I... I Listening to you guys for 200 episodes, I feel like we're friends. I know you're really into Legos, like super into Legos. I like Legos, but that's too expensive for my ass. <clears throat> but, you know, they're cool as hell. So, I mean, I don't I don't knock your, uh, your love for Legos. But, uh, it's been a blast. And, uh, here's hoping, I don't know what... What cartoons we're gonna watch next? But I'm I'm here for the long run. I'm I'm loving the clone cast. I'm loving the shows, and I'm loving your commentary on it. Even when we get Jar Jar episodes, Steven's feasting. Not in Rebels, but you know what I'm saying. But uh, so once again, thanks for 200 episodes, and here's hoping for 200 more from Feast slash Famine. It's full feast mode, baby. Full feast. Sultry tones. Hey, Clone Cast, this is Zach, aka Lesser Zach, just chiming in to say congratulations on 200 episodes, Tom and Adam. (laughs) Keep it up, boys. Zach the Lesser. (laughs) We have many Zach. Hey there, Adam and Tom and all you gorgeous clone Castanovas. Devin the Gonk here. Devin! I think it's safe to say that you guys are never going out of style. I'm enchanted every Wednesday that fresh podcast drops. Way back when I first heard about the pod on TikTok, I knew all too well I had found the one. I jumped on this crazy train right around episode 100, and I've really found a place in this world and the community you guys have created. I love you all, and long live the clone cast. Those tears are coming. The official Swifty. 
Tom and Adam, my white boys of the century. It's Mo here wishing you guys a happy 200. I've listened now to probably 20,000 minutes of you fucking shitheads. And it has just been such a joy. You guys are literally the highlight of my week every single week, unless Tom gets the shingles. And also, you're the only two white cishet men that I will listen to ramble about Star Wars and politics. And I mean, that's the highest honor I could ever give you. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you for the laughs. Thank you for fucking Sega bass fishing segment. Saved my life for real. Big one. I love you guys. And here's to 100 more, baby. Let's go! (laughs) That's that Andor music. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, it's Mike Kennedy here, the official NFL analyst of the podcast. You know, the Vikings may be mediocre, the Timberwolves pretty average, and Yub Nub definitely sucks. But the Clone Cast absolutely does not suck. My favorite political podcast, I mean, my favorite succession podcast, sorry, my favorite video game podcast, my favorite Star Wars podcast. Congrats on 200, Tom and Adam. Here's to 200 more. And as a celebratory gift, here's also a special message from a special friend. No clone cast, Tom. Bad clone it's cast. It's co-host Tom. guy. Bad take. <laughs> Bad take. It's Mike's co-host. Co-host guy. Ba-ba-ba-ba. bread. Hey, fellas, it's me, the babe. The babe with the power. The power of Kenobi. It's Kenobi, babe. Kenobi, babe. It's me, aka Echo. Just wanted to send in a fun little voice memo to celebrate your 200th episode. Uh, The past few years have been full of lows on my end, but one thing I can always count on is this podcast bringing me unbridled joy. You guys have no idea how much it's meant to me over the years. Um... Y'all joke about the podcast being stupid, but we clone Casanovas <laughs> eat all your jokes up. <laughs> I mean, for real, who would we be without 20 to 40 minutes of bullshit before we get right on into that episode? I could ramble all day, but I should probably wrap things up so everybody else can have some time. Uh, so, Tom, Adam, congratulations on 200 episodes. Here's to many more to come. Life's too short to not tell our friends that we love them. So, love you guys. Love the Clone Castanovas. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. I'm going to start crying. Jared believes in an active lifestyle, including lots of walking. (laughs) At the heart of Jared's routine are Subway sandwiches. Oh, no. No. <laughs> hey, Adam and Tom. This is Jared from Subway. <laughs> uh, wait, no. It's not Jared from Subway. Just Jared. <laughs> just wanted to say congrats on... I've uh, created a monster. I love you guys. I love the podcast. <laughs> if you can't tell, I love Apple Talk. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to Mike Kennedy NFL, <laughs> yeah! but not to Tom. 
<laughs> I fucking hate it. But thank you, thank you. Oh, the bondsman! <laughs> oh, could it be? I listen to a podcast. It's hosted by Adam and Tom. Hey, guys. It's Gary MN Bonds here. Um, congratulations on 200 episodes. I look forward to uh, listening to you guys every Wednesday. That's the highlight of the middle of my week. And here's to 200 more. Um, you guys said that eventually I'll start listening to all the shows. Joke's on you. I've been listening to the entire shows for a few months now. So there you go. And then I don't have to watch Rebels. I can just hear the analysis from you guys. <laughs> Very um, long analysis. Thanks. Love you guys. He's posted Bond. <laughs> The Bondsman! <laughs> oh! Hey, Tom and Adam. G'day from Australia. This is Zet. I just wanted to <laughs> wish you a happy 200th episode. I was going to do some fancy ruining pop song things with Star Wars stuff, but unfortunately, life got in the way, including genuinely a kangaroo traffic jam. And um, as I look out the window, there are some kangaroos looking at me, saying, what you doing? And I'm talking to my Star Wars internet friends. And they're not impressed. Thank you. I love the show. I try to listen to it every week. And if I don't, then I have like a four-hour episode backlog to get through. <laughs> uh, three episodes, I think. And anyway, you, are, you guys have only two-hour episodes, podcasts I listen to. And I don't believe I listened to a full episode of QAnon Anonymous since I started listening to you guys way back, like two years ago now. I don't know. I paid anyway, them. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Um, I subscribed to their Patreon. Love your work. Keep going. And uh, much love. Thank you. Old Costa. It is. I dig this. Hey, Adam and Tom. This is Garrick. That guy, Garrett. <laughs> I'm here to congratulate y'all on 200 episodes of the Clonecast. Your pod is a top tier podcast that gives me great joy, and interacting with you and other Clone Castanovas on Twitter is a highlight of my day. Thank you for creating a fun space for Star Wars fans who really don't fit in anywhere else. Since we're all here, why don't we do a Garrick's Drafts segment? <laughs> Wiki How to Make Lean. My coke, iced. My bussy, poppin'. My thoughts, <laughs> problematic. My lowest point was being into astrology because he didn't message me back. George was too real for putting a lib white woman in bed with a literal fascist. Ugh, his mind. Thanks once again, and here's to many more episodes of the Clone Cast. I hope y'all have a great day. Oh my god. Tommy Boy, Adam, Darby, <laughs> Clone Cast 200. <laughs> yes! Holy hell. Forklift certified! It don't seem like it was only maybe a few months ago when I sent in a voicemail message when you when the Clone Cast hit 100. And I said I was looking forward to another 100. And holy shit, here we are. The sage. And very proud of you boys getting there. All the shenanigans every week. Shenanigans in Star Wars. I could say that about a few <laughs> pods, but 
they're just like my review says. Young Dane ready. And ready. them three words still fits over the past 100, 200 episodes. But we'll say 100 since. And also making me wonder, all right, you're a little past halfway with Rebels. What comes next? I'm curious. Just want to know. But well done, boys. And let's do another 100. Well, we'll see you then. My playlist library is wide open. Hell, I'm still finding new pods. (laughs) So there we go, boys. 200 coming soon. Have it in my playlist. Come spend my work day with me. Talk Star Wars to me. And shenanigans. Love you, boys. May the force be with you. Hello, Tom and Adam. This is Celine from Paris, aka the Persian Princess. Thank you for the title, by the way. I absolutely love it. I cannot believe you have reached episode 200 already. Bravo! On this occasion, I just wanted to say thank you yet again because it is so much fun to listen to you to debate on anything and always one of the best moments of the week for me to hear you talk about Star Wars. Also, sorry Zach for missing the opportunity of meeting you at Celebration. I am planning on going to Celebration Japan in 2025 by the way. So hopefully we'll get another chance at a Clone Custanova's get together, right? Finally, thank you to our legendary Ithorian historian for putting something together on our behalf. You truly are the best. Love you all, my fellow Clone Castanovas. Keep safe and healthy. And of course, may the force be with you. I'm gonna watch Lady Miz. I love Perry. Listen to the clone cast on Wednesdays, that's what you see love. Each new segment's a blast, cause they say whatever they're thinking of. Everyone is craving that clone cast pod, we've got Sega Bass, Sunbites, and Steve. Come for the Star Wars and stay for the other talk, like the color talk and the letter talk and the apple talk and the battery talk. (laughs) <laughs> and the Lego talk. Well, Tom consumes way too much weed. Everybody wants to be a clone, Castanova. We've got polycules, good at and more. Don't be a focaccia, be a chapata. And don't forget to join the Discord. Happy 200th oh episode, God, Tom I and love Adam, it. from your friend Liv, a.k.a. Thank Dark you, Liv. Link. That was incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God, dude. We got a song! Hey, Tom. It's Adam, uh, <laughs> your co-host. Euthorian um, reached out to me and uh, I don't like asked this. me <laughs> a little something for you to reflect on our 200th episode. What's that? Big one! 200th <laughs> episode. That's pretty nuts. We've come a long way. Long way. A lot of waves. We've done a lot of waves. <laughs> from 
Many ways. Three episode weeks. That was pretty nuts. Swear jar. <laughs> uh, Black series collecting. Remember when we used to talk about Golf Mike all the time? That was fun. Uh, no, he's still around. Stock tips, boy. Whew. I still think I got some clove I got to look into. See how that's doing. I could be a millionaire. I just don't know it yet. Um, anyway, <laughs> congratulations on 200 episodes. I could not have picked a better co-host to do it with. Boy, am I happy you agreed to this dumb, dumb idea we had a few years ago. Um, in all sincerity... Uh, I don't think I've ever been so proud of creating something in my life and the community that we've kind of cultivated and the friends that have found us. Well, we're gardeners. So, we're building, baby. Uh, thank you. I love you. I love all the clone Castanovas. And honestly, it's it's been a great excuse to get closer to a really good friend. So oh. I'm hoping to continue this crazy, dumb podcast and hopefully we'll be doing the same thing for episode 300 and 400 so congratulations love you and here we go <laughs> i don't know oh, how to wrap things thank up thank you <laughs> yeah you're, you're tap dancing here there. we go here we go hey it's tom that's right tom from the show you're listening to uh Hey, man, just wanted to say it's been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast with you. Um, it's fun every week. Um, we actually see each other more because of this podcast. You know, you come to my cave, the cave that I rarely leave. And, you know, I uh, keep on trucking. <laughs> this podcast keeps me going. Um, but, yeah, uh, but I couldn't do it without you. Uh, absolutely love you, man. Um, and you are the best. Okay, that's for Adam, not for me. I hate myself. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on another episode of the Clone Cast Cast. I'm the authority historian, and you've got mail. What? <laughs> another one? Oh! <laughs> He's there. Ride the fjord. Hello, the president of Norway checking in to congratulate you on 200 episodes of this goddamn podcast thing. (laughs) By the way, I'm so sorry that I kind of disappeared for a while. Turns out a side effect of studying is suddenly having a social life. Who knew, right? Anyway, summer's here now, and I should have lots of time to catch up on episodes and have a good laugh because I've missed you guys. Speaking of which... I thought I'd share some of my favorite moments of the last 100 episodes. Outside of getting to record with you guys and the rest of the Holy Trinity, of course, which was a fucking blast. And if any of you want to do something like that again, I'm down. But also, just any time I actually have time to listen to an episode and remember why I love this show so much, uh, those have been the best moments for me personally because you guys are by far the funniest people doing a Star Wars podcast that I've listened to. So just keep on being amazing, and I'll see you at 300. Oh, the Fjord Rider. Yeah, suck it, Star Wars. the Fjord. in better fucking condition, because I finally had it fucking sorted by color for the guy. Yeah. Not just it's fucking not- lumped in a fucking bunch of bags. It's Who not- the fuck is supposed to build that?
It's not your fault. Your fictional son was having fits all week. <laughs> I'm the fictional son. <laughs> I was having fits. <laughs> I'm obsessive compulsive. I have severe anxiety. <laughs> Tell him. All right. Where were we? What was I saying? Oh. Hello there. This is Depressed Kenobi. Yes. Um, Baby Kenobi would also say hello there, but she still has uh, two months of growing left in my tum tum. Um, I have been taking an extended leave of absence, as you may have noticed from social media, just because things have been pretty crappy in the world as of late. Um, but I just want to swing by, let you guys know congratulations on attaining 200 episodes and also almost making it all the way through that goddamn Rebel show. I am, uh, I mean, like, really excited for you guys, uh, like, especially since y'all started off as a podcast about one friend forcing his other friend to watch a Star Wars kid <laughs> show and just seeing, like, how the podcast and the kind of extended fan community, I guess you could call it, um, has evolved around the podcast. Um, so I, like, honestly, guys, that's, like, that's something super to be proud of. Um, I am also looking forward to y'all getting to um, the episode Twin Sons and Rebels. Um, if you guys Coming have up. the time, just make sure to rewatch Clone Wars Season 4, Episode 21, Brothers, before you see Twin Sons. Um, I think it'll probably, like, enhance the experience. Um, and I think, like, my little headcanon is that those uh, episodes are intentionally designed to mirror each other. So I am curious to see if you guys would also have that theory as well. All right, well, um, I have to go home because I am in a hot car uh, in the middle of the Texas heat. But I, again, want to emphasize congratulations. May the force be with you. And always remember, Corky is a Kenobi. <laughs> Goddamn right. No DK. And that's a wrap on episode 199 of the Clone Cast Cast. Adam and Tom, congratulations and thanks for everything. We'll see you all next time. And until then. May the force be with you. Whoa. When the Well, that's something. Unbelievable. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much to everybody that took time to, to contribute to that beautiful, beautiful message. We did have a late entry from Mike Laybourne oh! that he sent in. Uh, so let's just play it in, in spirit of things. So Mike Laybourne, uh, you know, the Lego man himself. Let's check <laughs> yeah. in. Hey, it's Mike from across the pond. 
Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Just want to say congratulations on 200 episodes. Big shout out to Tom, Tom's responsible adult, and Tom's barber for doing all of the heavy lifting. 200 episodes <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> in my reckoning, that's probably about 3,500 hours worth of content that you've put together. Because those episodes are long, man. They are long. Uh, here's Tom's <laughs> shorter. Cheerio. <laughs> so, yeah, Mike Laborn got that one in as well. No. Nice. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm blown away, man. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's and I love the fact that neither of us are very good at sincerity. And no. the entire time that we were listening to the audio messages from each other, we could not make eye contact <laughs> with each other. So yeah, like good mis- Midwestern boys. But uh, the Authorian man, shout out for getting everybody to do that. That's incredible. Unbelievable work organizing all of that. Get misty eyed over here. Get a little misty eyed. Um, well, yeah. I mean, we love you guys. Um, I mean, it makes it, um, you know, doing this every week, you know? Yeah, it's, it truly is like everybody that, everybody that contributes, everybody that writes into the show. Every time t- we hear from somebody. In the Discord. Yeah. It's all people that we feel like we could, like, hang out with and just be with, be friends with without yeah. a podcast. And when, we, when we get that email, man, you know, when somebody writes in, dude, we both text each other. You know, we get very excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To this day, we get very excited. So... <laughs> I mean, if it ever really took off, we'd be texting each other constantly. Friend! <laughs> Bob! <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, we, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, it, it's crazy to think about. Like, I, you know, it's not the biggest podcast in the world, but the fact that we got people that really enjoy. I wouldn't have I, it any other way. Nah, this is better. Yeah. I'd much rather have a cool community like this than a bunch of weird fanboys <laughs> up there. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, so. All right. We're going to take a little break. Yeah, we're going to. So we can regroup ourselves. Yeah, I need more weed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the time warp, and then we'll talk about this goddamn Star Wars We still got an episode to talk about. Oh, and a lady shows up. Whoa, whoa, it's a big one. Big one. Yada-da-da. She bought a bread. Okay, well. We took a little break, padded the eyes, made sure we're not <laughs> got some tissues. Emotional. Um, great for hearing from y'all. It was yes. great. It was nice. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I love our like hundredth and two hundredth episodes to actually hear from people that they actually enjoy yeah. listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys can send in stuff whenever you want. We'll play it. <laughs> Just send it on over. You know. Play Zelda. I just wanted to hear it again. Yeah. It's good. Um, the Thorian historian in chat just said, how about Clink with that fucking song? <laughs> Darth Clink with the Ripper. Now, you didn't notice it at first, but it was it was a it was a parody kind of of the um, the Darth. Uh, what, 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 what am I fucking saying? McGruff, 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 the crime McGruff, dog. The crime dog. Yeah. Smoke and crack and cocaine. Do you get high? That's what you say you look. That's what you were like when you were a, a hardened youth working for yeah. Frisco McStall. I didn't know that. Bussing up light bulbs to smoke crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Rough and tumble Adam over here. <laughs> who, who put that hit on you when, it, when you went to go collect from Rose Conch? I have no fucking idea. It was a fair I'm deal. Assuming, I'm assuming Tim from Toys because that's the only other Walmart employee I knew at the time. Tim from Toys, huh? Yeah. I don't think it was implied that it was a Walmart associate that put the oh, hit out on you. They know who they are. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. 
Um, so this Rebel show that we got to talk about, Secret Cargo. This goddamn Rebel show. That's the one we're reviewing. It it aired on March second, two thousand and seventeen. All those years ago. This is going to be very depressing when I do turn forty, and I'll think back I'm like five years ago, thirty five, <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's still Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. So we'll do a little clone cast recommends here in a second. But we do have a new number one movie in America. And this is one of my favorite ones to appear in a while. I would say this is my favorite recent Marvel-adjacent movie. It's not Marvel Studios, but it's a Marvel property. It stars one of my favorite actors of all time. A real hero to Tom. Marvel-adjacent. So is that in the MCU? If we're talking print, yes. If we're talking print, it is a Marvel property. If we are talking movie studio production, this was one of the last productions to feature this franchise. I believe they're transitioning to Marvel Studios now. Is it Logan? It is Logan. Yeah. It's Starring a great movie. Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Man, he fucking hits. That guy owns Charles Xavier and Picard. Yeah. Incredible. It's unreal. I can't. And- yeah. Oh, I can't imagine anybody else taking over that mantle. Yes. And he's best friends with Ian McKellen. <laughs> yes. Which is amazing. Seeing those two. I showed you the picture of them when they oh, ran yeah. to when they ran to Leonard Nimoy on Coney Island <laughs> yeah. and they're wearing the bowler hats. <laughs> Could you imagine walking in on that picture being if ever, taken? If I ever reach like the darkest darkest Tom depression, which is sooner or later I will sl- I'll slunk back into it. It's right around the corner. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm doing good lately. Um, but no, you got to just just show me that picture, and it'll probably bring me up quite a few levels. Yeah. It's the best picture of all time. My three favorite guys. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to do Clone Cast Recommends. You want to do your song first? You want to do mine? Up to you. You're, you pick. Um, Let's see here. I really got nothing special. There's no surprises with mine. Really? Yeah. Nothing special. You've been doing special ones lately. <laughs> I know. Um, let's do my song first. Okay. We'll just get it out of the way. Um, so I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. Okay. Please accept my apology. Okay. So I knew episode 200 was coming up. And if I was going to recommend the song, I had to be daring. I had to be bold. And I decided to listen to an artist that I have shit on. On one or two occasions. About a couple hundred occasions. Uh-oh. Did you pick a Maddie Healy song? No. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sucks. <clears throat> not for me. It's not for me. If it's for you, that's great. Um, no. Um, what I was going to say is, I think I shit on this artist last week. Is it, is it the newsman? It's the newsman. Oh, yeah, it is. I did a dive. <laughs> And I am so excited. (laughs) Okay. So this, I don't care if it's his biggest hit, kind of rips. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So I am sorry to Huey Lewis and the news. Here's my clone cast recommends. What can I say? Fucking rules. What can I say? I'm waiting for another shoot a drop, but I'm very excited at this moment. I love this song. <laughs> I love it. Fuck you, Huey Lewis. Yeah, there it is. Suck. Oh, yeah! The Bondsman! 
Let it roll. I didn't listen to that bullshit, Huey so there's, Lewis. There's no doubt that Gary U.S. Bonds is in your top artist of, <laughs> yes. of 2023. Oh, this is Out of Work by Gary U.S. Bonds. <laughs> We've never played it on the show. We haven't been beating it to death. <laughs> it's so good. And it Second Harvest. Hotland! Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> the most Bruce Springsteen lyrics you will ever hear. I love that the Athorian waited until he said yes. Linda Brown. Here it is! <laughs> he, he waited until that yes. to fade out. It's such a good song. I'm just... I am beyond delighted. That I picked it on a fucking whim because I was like, "Oh shit, I need a clone to cast recommend song." We'll use this fucking. And I was thing. like, "I love this song. I'll use this one." Within two years, I'm going to be like the top ninety nine point nine 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 percent listeners of Gary U.S. Bonds in the history of the world. The Bondsman's agent is yes. going to be talking to him. We got to get shit of Minneapolis <laughs> right now. You have a burgeoning scene in Minneapolis. We've seen a huge uptick in Gary U.S. Bonds traffic now. Put in the context that he's talking to Ronald Reagan here. You might want to rethink that. So, Gary U.S. Bonds, not to be confused with Gary Minnesota Bonds. We're on a wake! Written by Bruce Springsteen. Yes, that Bruce Springsteen. The next... I, I Honest oh, to God, if you listen to those lyrics, just those Oh, it's lyrics, a Bruce song. It's yeah, a yeah. Bruce... That, that is a Bruce song that's so on the fucking nose that it's like a parody the uh, Adam Sandler would do on Saturday Night Live. If I ever get you to go and do karaoke, we are doing that song together. That is a duet if I've ever heard I've one. I've done karaoke before. Well, I said if I ever get you to do I tell you about the time Maddie Kay and I did Elvira at the State Fair. Yeah, I remember that. We had those old people <laughs> clapping and stomping. We had them going, man. <laughs> Oh, man. That was a long time ago. I forgot they do karaoke. You ever watch an fair. old video of people? Like, I was watching 1991 Twins highlights making that thing. you just like, man, half those people are dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very dark. Oh, I have that thought every time I see a pet or an animal in an old sitcom. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Comet from Full House. Yeah. That dog kicked it a long <laughs> time ago. That's why I can't watch Frasier anymore. I just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Moose. Yeah, Moose. <laughs> Uh, locally known as Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. the character Eddie thing. to the cop to the layman, Eddie to the layman, but to the to the uh, Hollywood dog savant. That's Moose Baby, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, so yeah, that was Gary U.S. Bonds, Out of Work, uh, written by Bruce Springsteen, the boss. What do you got, Adam? You want to so, say anything about yours? My uh, song popped up. You I, didn't seem too excited about this. I one. think this song popped up. I think it was on TikTok, and I saw, I heard it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Where have these guys been? And it was very Yacht Rocky. Okay. And I was like, this is fucking phenomenal. And then I went on Spotify, like, listened to the song. I was like, this is fucking, this is 
gangbusters. I got to listen to this whole album. I didn't find one other song I liked. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. This is. Uh, uh, let well, me just find the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it. That the, the people who own the building. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Not that, that one. That's Adam's Maoist. Um, all right. It's very catchy. You gotta juxtapose this next to the other shit. Oh, now he's getting going. Oh, he's talking. What is this? It is not a great song, but it kind of is. It's a good one. Who is this? This is Lucas Jack <laughs> with Fool's Gold. So did this chart? Did you did you look into it? No at all? idea. Oh, he's losing me now. Oh wait, he picks you up in the chorus. The man does play electric piano, so. I don't even think this guy's got a Wikipedia, man. I know. You could fade out now. I told you it's nothing crazy. Well, I would say that this was a 10 out of 10 clone cast so far, but you brought it down to a solid 7.5 with that. That's what I do best. No, it was, a good, it was catchy. I liked it. Certain bits of it I really got into, but then he'd lose me a little yeah. bit. I don't know about this Lucas Jack. Well, why don't you take a deep dive in his other catalog? We'll see. Not much. I, I was just looking up to see if he had, you know, like how many albums he'd released. I put him, there's no Wikipedia on the first page. Yeah. You don't go on the second page of Google either. That's a damn landmine out there. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So that is your episode 200 time warp. Should we talk about this bad boy? Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Whoa! What's her name? Let's do it. This is the Star Wars portion of the podcast. Finally getting to the Star Wars. I knew when we were like... An hour and 45 minutes into this episode. Let's go quick. (laughs) (laughs) This was very secondary to me prepping this week. I, you know, I just did my notes watch today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very secondary, Um, but not a bad episode. No, it's got some moments. Let's talk about it. So, 
we're getting a new story arc here, which is very exciting. Um, we start <laughs> off. Guess who's out of the mix? Kanan out of there. Yeah. Right away. Kanan heard about this mission. He was like, no, thank you. The move they've pulled with Hera this entire season where they're like, ah, Hera's busy doing that other stuff. Like, yeah. Right off the bat, they do it with Kane in this episode. I like to think that the writer just, you know, with, you know, 15 pages into his draft was just like, oh, fuck, I forgot about Kanan. <laughs> <laughs> just goes back and earmarks, oh, Kanan's on a supply run. <laughs> How great would it have been if the if they made that mistake, but then they just digitally put Kanan into like the ghost standing by the ladder the entire episode? Yes, just never bring it up again. <laughs> Although I will say, when uh, Mon's message was going out, I did see one of the pilots with like their blaster shield down, and I thought of Kanan yeah. because I was like, this guy must be. Can he see through that thing? Yeah. It looked like the blaster shield that Luke puts down in a new It's hole. another force wielder. Yeah. It's just this guy. That's what they do with the blind guys. They put the blaster shields on. <laughs> yeah. Stand there until you can feel something. Um, so we do have a bit of the ghost crew. The ghost, uh, it's it's Ezra, it's Hera, Chopper, and, of course, Garazeb Aurelios uh, making an appearance here. Sabine and they're just, is still. Sabine's with her. On sabbatical. Probably should get her out of there. I've just said it a few times. I'll say it again. I don't think that family's good for her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do not trust them uh, to do right by her. They they but they tried to betray them like four times within a single. Anyways, um, but yeah. So and Kanan's on a supply run. Cool. So they're hanging out in this like debris field, and they've got these two big propane gas cans attached to uh, the ghost. Because External fuel tanks. External fuel tanks, they're doing like a fuel run. They're meeting up with somebody to transfer some fuel. And they're in this debris field. It's like a ship graveyard almost. It's just a bunch of just floating shit in space. Um, I got to say, it's very fitting. These gas canisters on the Ghost give it the look of breasts. <laughs> um, and I found that very fitting for episode 200 that we have potential breasts augmented onto the Ghost. Yeah. It was exciting for me. And they shoot lasers out of the nipples. <laughs> Not really. It's actually coming out of the ghost, but it looks like it's coming. Anyways, I was thinking it more looked like a seaplane. It did. It did have pontoons yeah. at the bottom of it. Also fitting for episode yeah. two hundred. At some point, I think we've 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 kind of uh, dipped our toes in the seaplane water. We've we've briefly mentioned it, but we need to do like a five minute seaplane story at some point. <laughs> I love the seaplane story. One of the funniest moments. Who said it? It was, uh, 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 oh, I forget the actor's name. Uh, James Marsden. James Marsden, yes. We'll in take Superman. Plane. When they have to go rescue Lois, <laughs> he jumps up from his desk. Yeah. I'll take the seaplane. Well, I think the thing was, uh, Lois had been taken captive. By Kevin Spacey. By Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Now that. <laughs> Very synchronous there between those two characters. Yeah. Creepy guys. Uh, but Kevin Spacey is like, has Lois in custody. And for some reason, why is James Marsden going out there? Because at the time, he is the romantic love interest of, of Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Yeah. He must. And remember the who, fucking, who has been bamboozled into thinking is the father of her child. Remember, like immediately when we went to Perkins after that, how I just would not let go of the fact like this guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like. How does he think that that's his kid? He must know, right? He must know. Yeah. It just didn't make any... James Marsden, he's a stand-up fella, right? Yeah. Well, I was, like, analyzing, like, 
Lois Lane's like birth chart. And stuff. <laughs> I'm like, she was not ovulating. <laughs> it's impossible. I was furious at that movie. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't take things seriously like that anymore. Um, it wasn't nearly as bad as Spider-Man 3 or X-Men 3. Spider-Man 3 was terrible. Yeah. Like, and not even enjoyably terrible. I love, I love the fact that we went to Perkins after, and all of us universally hated it, except for our conspiratorial friend, who was like, I kind of liked it. We Did were he? all like, shut up! <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got no skin in the game. He was like, you're all a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah, exactly! <laughs> And we hated it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that movie stunk. But it did have Kels. <laughs> it did. It did. But yeah, Spider-Man 3 was irredeemable. Yeah. Just terrible. Superman Returns was a good, was a laugh a minute when that sea... We'll take the seaplane. <laughs> Just the worst line in cinema history. <laughs> and then they take the seaplane to the big giant rock of kryptonite 10 miles uh. offshore. It's like JFK Jr. flying out there. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> That's what reminded me of, like a sea. Then he wasn't he in a seaplane. Wait, what does the CIA have against James Marston? Well, actually, I think JFK Jr. is still alive. If you haven't, heard. oh, that is true. Yes, yes, I think he was at a a, a QCon in Dallas <laughs> a few months ago. On some forums, yeah, QCon in Dallas a few months ago. There's also many rumors that JFK Senior is alive still too. Oh, sure. Well, naturally, yeah. It was very easy to fabricate footage back then. Yeah. You know, he retired with Marilyn Monroe. Yes. On the kryptonite island. They're both still alive. Yeah. They live in Argentina with Hitler. <laughs> As a kid, there was that like belief. I think it was because of that Simpsons episode. There's that Simpsons episode where they jokingly show Hitler getting in like a VW. Oh, yeah. In like Argentina or something. Well, I mean, there were a lot of Nazis that escaped to Argentina. Oh, yeah. That was a same thing yeah. for them. But. I just, I remember I saw that episode as a kid, and I was like, wait. <laughs> if tell me still alive? If they said it on The Simpsons, it has to be real. Well, that's when you're in third grade. Yeah. That's kind of where your mind goes. Like, you're very conspiratorial when you're, <laughs> yeah. you're like, wait a second. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you the time about the dollar man when he brought up Loose Change? <laughs> oh, God. And I he sat he me did, down yeah. and had me watch Loose Change? <laughs> <laughs> the dollar man that guy was a fucking trip yeah anyways is he um, still in florida i think he's either in florida or colorado i don't know he goes where he's like a he's like a storm guy <laughs> like when when storms come through he likes trying to sell you a new roof <laughs> he's one of those... oh 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 i thought you were talking about like a storm chaser <laughs> I thought Frankie Dollars yeah. was, was getting into a stormproof automobile <laughs> chasing tornadoes with his six-pack abs. <laughs> I, wonder how, I wonder if he's still got the six-pack abs. <laughs> yeah. Are you friends with him on Facebook? I don't think so. <laughs> I wonder if our, our conspiratorial friend is still friends with Probably. him. Probably. Yeah. There's one St. Patrick's Day. I just got a picture from our conspiratorial friend, and it was just him and the dollar man <laughs> hanging out in St. Paul somewhere. <laughs> They run into him at the bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last time, one of the last times I saw the Dollar Man, I was with our conspiratorial friend, and he's like, "You got to come." He was in town for some reason. He was on some rooftop bar. I mean, it looked like swanky fucking thing. <laughs> was he evaluating it for hail damage? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's like, "You got to come here." I'm. With, you just got to come. You got to come here. And so we're like, "Okay, I haven't seen Frank in a few years." <laughs> the Dollar Man, excuse me. In a few years, and Maddie and conspiratorial friend and I went down there. I'll edit it. 
And um, we went there. And the reason he wanted us there is because I'm a big Breaking Bad fan, and uh, Walt Jr. was there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture with Walt Jr. <laughs> and sure enough, like, Walt Jr.'s there because he was in town for some, like, event for, like, an ALS walk yeah, yeah. or something. Some, you know, like, sure. charitable thing that they're doing that weekend here. And so... Of course, Dollar Man sees that, oh, it's R.J. Mitty from Breaking Bad and just like goes and tries to make friends with him because he's the Dollar Man. And <laughs> sure enough, we went up, we, we hung out with R.J. Mitty. That's um, pretty cool. Walt Jr. didn't make a breakfast joke. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I do have a picture of me. And our conspiratorial friend with R.J. Mitty. And the Dollar Man. No, the Dollar Man was, oh, oh, oh. I think he... When chasing after some woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. It was, it was entertaining. RJ Mitty, very cool. You a big Breaking Bad guy? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why All not? Right. Um, so they're hanging on this debris field. Let's just play our first clip. Uh, they're they're kind of chatting up, and they get an unexpected visitor in this debris field here. discuss the dramatic events transpiring in your Imperial City. Hope we're not going to be hiding in this can forever. There's only so much holonet I can take. Well, I'd say they're late, but we don't even know when they're supposed to show up. Or who we're meeting. <laughs> Whoever they are, Senator Organa wants them to get where they're going, and he's trusting us to get them fuel. If he trusts us, why is he keeping us in the dark? You know as much as I do. No wonder Kanan volunteered for that supply run. <laughs> Imperial Senator Mon Mothma of Chandrilla has shocked the Senate with her treasonous remarks against Emperor Palpatine. I name the Emperor himself for ordering the brutal attacks on the people of Gorman. Their peaceful world is one of countless systems helpless against his oppressive rule. This massacre is proof that our self-appointed Emperor is little more than a lying executioner, imposing his tyranny under the pretense of security. We cannot allow this evil to stand. Wow, did she really say that about the Emperor? I'm surprised she's still breathing. Lady's got guts. Incoming. Something's coming into the debris field. Um. Now, Zeb is surprised that Mon Mothma is still breathing. I'm surprised that the producer of the Galactic News is still breathing for actually... Like, how are they actually playing that message? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like an Imperial... No shit. That was an Imperial guy. And like, he's... Watch, he's an intern. And this yeah. is his first chance to get a story on Now, here. he did preface it like, she's a traitor, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you played her entire impassioned plea. And she accused on air... The emperor of committing genocide on a people. And it's yeah. just like, how do you play that and spin that? It is like, like you think they would just silence that and not and just like disown her, but not play that. Fucking it is message. Although uh, to play devil's advocate, I have seen clips from Fox News where they talk about someone like AOC and they're like AOC saying some ridiculous things on the house floor and then they play the clip and it's just a rational thing that aoc is saying and they're like can you fucking believe what she's saying yeah but she's talking about like health care or minimum wage <laughs> yeah, she's not saying whereas the president yeah, yeah. murdered a bunch of people <laughs> yeah so it's just wild to me that they actually allowed <laughs> yeah. 
that much of her message to play. And then we've seen them doctor shit before. Remember with uh, Boner Terry's mom? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like they yeah. fucking did the deep fake on her. Like you could have done a deep fake with Mon Mothma, like doing something awful. Yeah. You know, not very well played by the Empire there. I got to say. They get an F. That producer's probably getting shot out I in love, airlock somewhere. I love the image of Palpatine just coming home after a long day. Being like, I'm just going to watch some Pops news. on the hollow. And then that comes up. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> just like a movie where you see him come home and then you're in like a different room, like, you know, like an art shot of the dog sleeping on the bed. And then all of a sudden out in the living room, you just hear, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for Somebody them. lost their job. Well, I think they lost a little more than that. Um, But yeah, so this probe is, you know, comes out. It's actually like a uh, it's a quad pad. (laughs) I mean, it's a it's a it's a biped. It's like it's similar to uh, the The, one that we saw in the last episode. Yeah. The uh, protocol droid from a few weeks ago. Yeah. um, With the uh, it had the bomb on it or whatever. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. With Zeb. (laughs) Zeb's episode. Zeb's episode. Um, yeah, it looks kind of like that. And uh, they do mention that I liked how my subtitle said speaks Imperial. I know. I wrote that down, yeah. too. And then I was I laughed at that. And then literally a minute later, as was like, it speaks Imperial. Imperial is menacing. If yes. that's what Imperial is. What's well, that standard probe? You know, yeah. that, that kind of chitter chatter, that Imperial chitter chatter. Uh, but it, it starts approaching the ghost. The ghost is kind of powered down there. And it's just kind of sitting there waiting silently for the ship that they're waiting for. And it, it approaches. It gets a little bit closer. And Ezra's like, Ezra goes to the guns. And he's like, just a little closer, just a little closer. And then he's like, now. And the ghost comes to life. And Ezra misses it right away. And this thing can move, man. It's a blazer. Plus, there's all this debris there. The ship, the thing that he's piloting is like a escape pod 2.0. Like, yeah, it looks like, like yeah. a bigger escape pod yeah it's like a tesla made by a good company (laughs) it's like a tesla what a tesla should be sure sure um but yeah so they start chasing it um ezra can't hit it they get out of the debris field and all of a sudden a big contingent of rebel ships drop out of hyperspace um so that must be who they're meeting up with um and ezra finally takes out the probe um they get Paige. This is Gold Squadron that just showed up, and they page them, and they are just and Hera's like, yeah, there's a high chance that it got a distress signal out. Um, so Gold Squadron is going to come over to the Ghost Crew, and they're going to do the transfer of fuel, um, and it's going to be our next clip. We're going to meet some new characters here. Captain Sindula, I presume. I'm Erskine Semaj, senatorial attaché, and this is Captain Vander. He leads Gold Squadron. This is Ezra and Zeb. And Chopper. So, what are you transporting? Please understand, due to security concerns, your crew will not be allowed to board our vessel. Well, you're all welcome aboard ours. Let's get to refueling. We've heard a lot about you, Phoenix Squadron. You have? Yeah. You blew up the comm tower on Lothal, and Tarkin's Star Destroyer. The tower wasn't us, but the Star Destroyer, guilty as charged. (laughs) You might think twice before you pull another stunt like that. The Imperials have tightened security throughout the entire Outer Rim as a result. You're making things harder for all of us. But we don't mind doing things the hard way. Let's have this argument another time. Your little encounter may have jeopardized this mission. Oh, you mean the probe? What did you expect us to do? It would have been prudent to avoid detection, as ordered. 
This assignment is extremely sensitive. You really have a choice there, Yeah, well, Chief. maybe you should have given us a few more details instead of being so sensitive about your assignment. <laughs> did your droid just insult us? My crew did the best we could, but you didn't give us much information to go on. Look, that probe, it was probably looking for us, specifically. We are carrying cargo highly valuable to the Rebellion, and desperately wanted by the Empire. We have incoming! Okay, so the Empire has arrived. Um, there's like a trans. There's actually quite a few uh, rebel ships here. Yeah, um, and they're currently attached to a transport. I love docking. Good old docking. <laughs> yeah, doing the transfer. Uh, what was that gold leader guy's name? I'm trying to find it here. Oh, 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 oh. You you don't know Captain Vander? Captain Vander. John Vander. Vander. You know you might know him more by his his call sign or his nickname. What's that? Dutch. It's Dutch? Dutch Vander. Dutch Vander? Yeah. Oh, Dutch had to make an appearance <laughs> on episode 200. Dutch, I tell you what, oh, Jose's down there. He said you were sucking everybody off. Gold leader. Remember Red Dead? Yeah, of course. What a game! <laughs> Man, I almost got to mention Red Dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dutch. Dutch Vander. He's Dutch. a... Acclaimed Y-Wing pilot and gold leader. Uh, Jose and Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Two of a can. Two of a can. Why am I turning into Steve Austin? <laughs> yeah. I'm turning into Stone Cold. Yeah, you need a beer that you can chug and crush. What do we know about this fucking guy? Oh, he's awesome. He's in A New Hope. Okay. He's the guy that bites it when he's trying to... Uh... Oh, that's him! Yeah! Oh! In the first run with the Y-Wings. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, now, Gold 2 has an interesting look. That's the one that was kind of like, yeah, you made it really, you know, the, complaining that they were successful. I find it odd. Yeah. Like, what do you think this is? Yeah. Like, we're just supposed to, like, do well, attacks that they're just like, oh, they're so annoying that they'll never harm us. Like Giving them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they're just a little frustrated and they're taking out some of their anger yeah. on Phoenix Squad. Got a feeling Phoenix Squad's probably the big boys. They're the ones that get the shit Phoenix done. Squad is like, what the fuck do you want us to do? Yeah, but Gold 2, now this gal, she went to like the Fen Rao school of fashion. Yeah. Because she has her cap, her swim cap on the whole time. And I actually thought of something last week because I was thinking about talking about Fenra, how he never takes off his swi his leotard, his like swim leotard. What if every single episode that Fenra shows up, he just progressively gets more into more swimwear? <laughs> <laughs> so like next yeah. time he's wearing a nose clip, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Do you think he shaves his head for swim for like uh, you know for the aerodynamics of it all? I would hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, that's a mess underneath all of that. <laughs> I was thinking maybe that's just like his version. Like you have the children of the Watch who never take off their helmets. Yeah. Maybe his version of the Mandalorian the religion. Of his you just don't cap. take off the swim cap. That's the kind yeah. of Mandalorian he is. Children of the cap. He's or something. beating them halfway. Yeah. He's like, I'll do the cap, but I got to show my face here. Got to kiss a lady. Um. So, um, they get there's an attack on them, and during this attacking run, Gold Two gets knocked out. That's the swim cap gal. Um, and so someone's got to pilot her ship. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta launch these fighters, and we gotta stave off the Empire here so they can get the fuck out of there now that they've gassed up. Um, so Ezra is actually gonna pilot his ship, and Hera's like, he can do it. 
just remember what I taught you. And I thought that would be a very loving Hera mom moment. Yeah. But I did. There was a moment where where she was like, he can do it. And I audibly was like, he can? <laughs> like, I don't remember Ezra being a great pilot in Rebels. I'm trying to think the number of times we've seen him fly. Gunner, yes. I could see an argument being made. But pilot, I don't see a case being made. I think this is one of the ones where you got to kind of be like, well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure him and Hera went out on driving lessons. You yep. know, he's getting his behind the wheel time. Yep. Sometimes at night, sometimes at, you know, we're not seeing it at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ezra's going to pilot a Y-Wing. So this will be interesting. Um, so um, we see them jettison the fuel pods. So RIP to the breasts. That's too bad. Um, the problem is they can't detach from this transport because the hatch is jammed. So you got to detach so both ships can jump. Can't jump together. That's not going to work. You have a hyperspace disaster. Um, <laughs> and it's around this time after all this heavy fire. Although that we have seen ships jump into hyperspace multiple times while docked together. Yeah. Or like carrying some cargo on yeah. there, you know. The Martez sisters famously jumped with a bunch of cargo and then just dumped it all over the wow. place. What, what else were they going to do? Um, desperate yeah. times call for desperate measures. It's always great when you have, uh, you know, you're in a you're in a pickle and you decide to choose the choose the obvious worst option. <laughs> Is it just because like, we, oh, we're in we're in bad here. So let's do the worst thing possible. Is it just because we heard from Zet twice that you're on an anti Martez sister? Right? <laughs> he wanted to bring it to episode 200. So I just got to remind everybody they have baby brains, especially Trace. Just an absolute baby. brain. I'm looking forward to their next appearance. Nothing going on under that broccoli. That broccoli haircut. <laughs> um, okay, I, I won't insult the Martez sisters anymore. Oh, go, go at it. I don't care. At least, I don't think we toxically dislike them. It's no. not like we're like the, the weird fans. No, it's just that one know. decision that that Trace makes where it's like, what the fuck? You sure it's just that one decision? No, right, I think it was the entire thing. Just confounding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but hey, we got clone Casanovas out there that like them. Um, so, um, yeah, the transport at this point has lost their shields. Not good. This is a big transport, by the way. Yeah. It's at least two, three times the size of the ghost. Um, and Hera's like, have the transport crew come aboard the ghost. Um, Hera's down there trying to unleash the, unlock the hatch, but it's stuck. And they take some damage and the transport people start to board. And one of them is Senator Mon Mothma boarding. So we have Senator Mon Mothma And she's arriving. physically carrying injured soldiers. Yeah. Like, she's getting her hands dirty. Yeah, Mon's doing it all. I'm a big yeah. Mon head. Yeah, you're a big Mon head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, since we don't have Khan anymore, now we need Mon. We're Mon heads she's here. She's great. She is great. Um, So, uh, Hera's going to go fly the ship, and she's actually going to stay with Chopper and try to get this latch unlocked, to get this hatch that's stuck, going to get this released. Um, So, eventually, she does. Mon Mothma, um, in addition to her um, just various skills as a delegate... She is also a powerhouse and is able to get this latch so they can disengage the transport. Now, how many people like this transport's pretty big and Harris like bring them all on here. How many people did they take in? Yeah, I have no idea. Because I saw like three and I was like, did we leave a lot of people to die? There? I do also <laughs> love the fact that like throughout the entire episode, Hera is uh, it, like as she should be barking orders at Chopper because he's manning the little port. Yeah. But the every single time she tells him to do something, he's like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> he's, he's spinning it around. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Also, Ezra out doing fairly well with this Y-Wing dipping and dodging, and he bombs the light cruiser that arrived um, and quite successfully has, you know, it. I don't think he took it out completely, but he put a fucking lick on it. Oh, yeah. It fucked it up. Um, and then they all jump into hyperspace. So uh, they've extracted the senator. They've done the field transfer. Everything's hunky-dory, right? Not quite. Um, so uh, after this, Mon Mothma is going to meet the ghost crew, and it is going to be our next clip. Senator Mon Mothma, this is my crew, Zeb Aurelios, and out there in one of your bombers, Ezra Bridger. I know of young Mr. Bridger, and I thank you, Captain Aurelius. We saw your speech on the holonet. You really let the Emperor have it. I only wish words had more of an impact. Senator, let's forget this mission and get you back to Chandrilla to a proper hiding place. No hiding. My presence at the meeting is Yeah, that's a good option. hiding space. Go you back to the planet you. she's from. Ask and I trust them to get me there. We're in the process of building an alliance, uniting the various rebel cells across the galaxy. My challenge to the Emperor was a call to stand against the Empire. My hope is all who answer it will see that they are not alone. I must be there to meet them. Her involvement has been a secret. But the Empire will be attempting to track any ship that tries to leave this system. I know a way to sneak you out of the sector. Senator, we'll get you to that meeting. Give them the coordinates to Dantooine. Okay, so off to Dantooine. It was like during this clip, <laughs> during this part of the episode, I was like, one of those moments where it's like, shit, a lot has already happened. Yeah. And I feel like we haven't had many episodes like that this season, but I was like, fuck, we're not even halfway done with this episode. Yeah, this one's cooking with gas. Yeah. They're not fucking around here. So, um, off to Dantooine we go. Um, so, uh, we get to the Imperials next, and sure enough, we got a Thrawn sighting. Um, it's Thrawn, it's Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma. Arinda Price, Governor <laughs> yes. Price, Governor of Lothal. And uh, what's his face? That fucking dickbag guy. What's that guy's name? Constantine? Yeah, Constantine yeah. Cassis. Admiral. Cassis Constantine. Yeah. Um, no callus in this episode. wonder if they're torturing him. <laughs> yeah. They're in the middle of brainwashing him like the guy in, uh, you ever see Homeland or whatever? You ever see that show? <laughs> yeah. With he was Dick like, Winters? The guy that plays Dick Winters? Damien Lewis. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, he he was uh, a POW that got, like, brainwashed by some jihadists, and they sent him back. As, yeah. Yeah. Showtime. Yeah. They're just sick of the beach ball on him. Yeah. You big Showtime guy? I think we brought that up recently. Uh, at one point, when when we were in the midst of our TV season DVD buying. I yeah, kind of missed I, this TV season era. I picked up weeds. I picked up Californication. Yep. Weeds. Yeah. I got to get in the new show, man. I feel so lost without succession. What about Barry? Is there Barry yet? Barry? Yeah. I've heard a good thing about that. I was thinking about starting uh, The Bear. Oh, The Bear, sure. Have you seen that? Yeah. You bear guy? No. No? You didn't like The Bear? No, I I haven't seen it. I oh. Do you know what it's about? It's Chicago Cooks, right? I think it's Chicago or Philly or something yeah. like that. I've spent enough time in kitchens. I don't need to spend any more time with cooks. But it's The Bear. <laughs> it is The Bear. It's a great name for a show. <laughs> You bear guy. <laughs> I like bears. I it bears. does. It does have a striking resemblance to a show on Amazon Prime that is a huge hit that I've never heard of. It's like similar to Bosch. Where it's like I have no fucking idea what that's about, but it's been on the air for like five seasons. I've heard about Bosch just via I don't know, just 
it's that's like a show that gets mentioned around me, but I never like grasped yeah. onto. But I'll hear people like, "Oh yeah, Bosch is great." Yeah, it's starring <laughs> the smoke monster from Lost. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that show flopped. <laughs> man, that fell apart. Um. So yeah, I don't know, but uh, without Severance in Succession, dude, I'm lost, man. I need Severance to come back. Yeah. Have you watched that yet? No, I need to. I watched oh. the first episode; was very intrigued, but need to pick it back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, new. Uh, also, Clonecast recommends new. I think you should leave. Season debuted today. I gotta watch that too. Yes, you do. Yeah. I tried. I woke up at like three in the morning and I put it on, and I was like half asleep, and I chuckled a couple times, but I don't think I was really digesting it properly. There's just no way it's not going to be the funniest thing yeah. I've ever seen. So, anyways, yeah. So, uh, we're going to get to Thrawn. He's assessing the situation. Let's take a gander. The Rebel Squadron defended their transport vigorously, but we thwarted their attempt to refuel. A scan of the vessel before it was destroyed revealed no cargo aboard and only a small crew. Their cargo was something prized. A certain senator, I suspect. Senator Mothma, her capture is a priority. If she escaped aboard the Ghost, where is she now? Not where you'd expect. Captain Sindela will be creative in avoiding your blockades. She will brave the unlikeliest path to transport her passenger out of the sector. There, the Archeon Pass, a favorite of Outer Rim smugglers. Through the Nebula? Our capital ships can't follow her. Precisely. So I've readied my new prototype and our best pilot to hunt down and capture this rogue senator. Grand Admiral, allow me the honor of silencing her. Very well, Governor. Take Admiral Constantine to the far side of the nebula and wait there. When our fighters flush the rebels out into the open, you'll be in position to capture Senator Mon Mothma alive. She could be our key to locating the true rebel fleet. As you wish, Grand Admiral. Okay, so Thrawn is on the job. That was loud. Um, that's Thrawn's theme for the uninitiated. Uh, Thrawn on the job. He's got himself a little plan. Man, that guy is competent. He's put together. Yeah. He's very cunning. Although I do get that little malicious side that I'm not used to again here where she's like, let me silence her. And yeah. he's like, okay, have your fun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Thrawn is, um, he doesn't make rash emotional de- decisions. So. Well, maybe he's assessing the internal politics of the Empire and he needs to play a certain part to be yeah. as effective and cunning as he actually is. I thought after last week they would at least have Callus animated into that scene. Seems like it would be prudent, yeah. especially with the way we left things last week about how we're going to keep him close. Then when it's time to strike, I mean, they're really about to strike at prob- one of the biggest things. Go- I mean, the ghost is, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's a... I think a lot of these episodes were f- filmed and then just like, they put up out of order. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, our next scene is actually in the cockpit of the ghost and Hera and Mon Mothma share a cup of Joe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> calf. Um, it's so weird seeing yeah. people in Star Wars doing things that like normal people do, <laughs> like drinking out yeah. of a cup. This is like straight out of a movie where it's like 
you know, uh, it. It's nuts. It's just well, so real. It's so not nuts. It's just so real. It's you know? like there was a moment in Andor. I forget what episode, but it was the episode where they were going to watch that like natural phenomenon that looks like. Oh, like yeah, the yeah. light show. The two Imperial officers are like sharing a cup of something. Like, yeah. They're like toasting and it's just weird. They have Imperial them, like, drinking. They had Imperial Yetis. They had, <laughs> yeah, they did. They had tumblers. Yes, they did. Um, But yeah, so Hera's just sitting in the cockpit and then Mon walks in with two cups of Joe. Yeah. I think it's Joe. <laughs> I don't know, but it's going to be our next clip. Dude, I can't hit the right the things tonight. I am off. They've sustained damage. God, to their fuck. Here we go. Sometimes I envy pilots like you. Traveling through the stars, you can always leave your problems far behind you. Can't imagine you running from your problems. I've spent my life in the Senate, trying to do good, to preserve the rights of the people. And we are grateful. A little good it's done. The Emperor has crushed freedom over the years, bit by bit. I've opposed him where I could, but I've begun to see that the fight cannot be won in the Senate. Uh, stakes are a bit higher out here on the front lines. Instead of being outvoted, you're outgunned. Life or death, it's a new experience being on the run. But if that's what it takes... Whatever it takes, this rebellion is worth it. So it's interesting, especially, I mean, with Andor as well, um, seeing Mon come to the acceptance that diplomacy is not going to work. Yeah. Um, and a lot of Andor with her character deals with that. Yes. Like her inability to, uh, her, I mean, I think she knew what she was getting into, but I don't think she believed it would come to well, what she was getting into. Especially early on in season one, I think you're meant to see her dealing with Luthen as like, oh, that guy's a wild card. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, that guy is taking things a little too far. Like, she's still at that point, Andor believes that diplomacy, if executed well, and you can work within the system pr to prevent certain things. So it is interesting to see her reach this point where she was like, no, not sometimes that doesn't work. Just flat out leaving the Senate. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, and it out of this particular episode, it, it is. It's a good compliment to Andor. She is a great character. Yes. And now this is Genevieve O'Reilly. Yes, it is. Um, I think she's going in the polycule. Uh, <laughs> I I was mesmerized. I loved her in Andor. Yeah, me oh, too. Oh, she can bring home the bacon and fry it in a pan. <laughs> oh, she is a minx. I just need to pick a good song. We got to wait until season two of Andor, and then we'll have a whole mon month I, where we know, can do There this. is a song that is speaking to me, but it has it's. I don't think it will work for her. Okay. You ever heard Desiree by Neil Diamond? think so beautiful song yeah. it's great <laughs> but he says desiree in it and it kind of takes away from the mon slash genevieve yeah so what can i do you just edit in you going genevieve well, he's like desiree oh desiree <laughs> you know very neil neil diamond like and genevieve oh genevieve oh it's about hooking up with a lady <laughs> in the summertime <laughs> <laughs> it was the first of june what about Cracklin' Rosie? Huh? How about no. that one? No. No. You mean Cracklin' Rosie guy? I like Cracklin' Rosie. <laughs> you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big on that. It's a great song. What's your favorite, Neil? Neil Diamond, not Neil Young. Oh, God. What's the one where he goes, Come on, yeah! 
That one's the best. I believe that's Jack Black. No, but he sings that in a song. That's where I came from is Jack Black in Saving Silverman. I don't think I've heard that. They're obsessed with Neil Diamond in a yeah, live I mean, performance. Neil in the chorus says something, but it comes out as like, Come to yeah. If if you were to play if you were played America by Neil Diamond That's a great song on Max Volume, would you still get goosebumps or are you so communist at this point, Adam? Oh. <laughs> are you so Maoist? Neil Diamond always gives me goosebumps. Oh, the goosebumps. <laughs> when he gives that little speech, my country tis of thee, <laughs> sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. You know, it'd be a really good country if we all listened to Neil. <laughs> yeah, it would Everybody's be. coming to America. We got it. Let's help everybody out. Um, okay. So, yeah, they share a cup of joe. They chat it up. Very exciting stuff. Um, but then... The Empire arrives. Um, oh, they're actually the Empire doesn't arrive yet. They arrive at the Archeon what, uh, Nebula. Nebula. The Archeon Nebula. Um, so, um, we see uh, the prototype ties being dispatched at the Archeon Nebula. Like they get there, and the Empire is right behind them. Uh, prototype ties are dispatched. Um, gold three and gold four are going to engage the tie fighter. There's a couple tie fighters and there's a prototype one. Now, is Ezra gold three or gold four right now? I can't remember. I oh wait, gold three and gold four are the two that break off to engage the tie fighters while they enter the nebula. Yes. Okay, now I got it figured out. Uh, they get killed immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick work of those two. Yep. So Hera's like, all right, I guess we just got to go right into the nebula. We're going. In. Now this thing is hot. It is hot. <laughs> it is very hot. It's a I never like it always loses me with space physics. Like I don't know I thought a nebula was just a gl big glass or gas like cloud. Yeah. I didn't know that there was an actual like forming sun inside of it. Yeah, there's a the Harris says that there's a star forming here. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm not too big on the space physics either, but that doesn't sound like you want to get close to that. <laughs> no. Um but I mean I don't know. It is interesting to think about, like, what these ships can withstand yeah. in terms of heat. You know who we should get on the podcast? That Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. He'll have some opinions on this. We could get Neil, or we could get the guy that did Loose Change. <laughs> yeah. That guy knows all about things that melt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see this guy watching this episode? He's right? just was like, freaking out. He's just furious. He's like, that ship would have melted long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... But yeah, so they're going to enter this nebula. It's hot in there. Um, so they got to disable their proton uh, bombs on the proton torpedoes on the Y-Wings because this cloud is very, um, it, it's very, uh, what, what's Combustible. Combustible, thank you. Um, it's very combustible, and it's dangerous to have those active in there. So you got to disable them. Um, now, they get chased in there by two TIE fighters and the prototype. Um, the prototype is a TIE defender. Okay, that it's that three-prong guy. Yeah. It's the three-prong. Um, they do have shields, and they're capable of yeah. light speed. Hera does this badass thing as the TIE fighters are engaging him where Hera hears like on her little warning thing that she's being targeted, and she instead of like doing anything about it, she just fucking turns <laughs> she it she off. She turns off the beeping! <laughs> she just turns off the beep. She's like, yeah, I'm being targeted. I know. That's such a badass pilot move. Like That's Hera's competency level. Now, Gold 5. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Yeah. She turns off the beeping, and then Gold 5 takes a bullet for the ghost. Now, 
I'm pretty sure Hera has a plan here. I don't think Hera's just going to ignore being targeted. But Gold 5 doesn't give her a chance to do anything, like any fancy moves. Gold 5 just flies right in the way of the fucking shot and takes it. As soon as the Tide Defender opens fire on the ghost, Gold 5 just steers right into those laser bolts. <laughs> Big time Gold 5, man. We gotta give one. I Absolutely. I mean, you want to talk about being committed to the rebellion. And you, Gold five. you see Gold 5 inside the cockpit being like, oh, shit. And you see them <laughs> turn the yoke to like yeah. go in. And then the next shot, yeah. they just get blown into oblivion. Right in their butthole. <laughs> <laughs> just gone. Incredible. Yeah. Massive all for one moment. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's. It's nuts, man. I mean, I did not expect that from this no, episode. No, not at all. I was like, it's not going to come to that. Oh, but it does. Um, So Hera's like, we got to go in closer to the forming star and just smoke them out and hope that we outlast them. So she tells everybody to put full power to four deflectors. At this point, it's Ezra, it's Vander, uh, the guy that we met before, the gold squadron leader, and it's the ghost. Um, that's all that's left here. The two were the two other Y wings were taken out by the Imperial fleet, and then Gold Five took one for the team. So it's just it's down to three ships here. Yeah. Um, so Hera's just going to bu- fly straight in, straight towards that forming star, and just bear the heat and hope that they outlast the Imperials. So full power to forward deflectors. Um, we go flying in, and one tie just can't sustain the heat and just gets blown up. It's good stuff. Uh, the next one decides to disengage. The prototype disengages rather than deal with the heat. Um, and then another one tries to follow its lead and disengage, but if you not. Can't, yeah. If you can't stand the heat. Get out of the nebula. And they try, but Zeb <laughs> blew them up. Zeb shoots that one right out of the fucking, right out of the nebula, blows it up. So uh, the prototype does reengage at this point um, after they get a little further away from the star because uh, they can't continue to fly here. I mean,. They're eating heat as well. It's like their ship is melting at certain points. Yes. Um, So uh, the prototype does re-engage after bailing. Um, Ezra and Gold Leader are going to go head them off while the ghost escapes from the nebula and gets the fuck out of there with Mon Mothma. Um, As soon as the ghost leaves the nebula, though, it's fucked up. I mean, it was literally just cooked, basically. And it kind of just, like, limps out of the nebula and kind of comes to a stop. <laughs> like, it comes out of the nebula, it, like, putters to a stop. It putters to a stop, and then as soon as it stops, immediately two Star Destroyers <laughs> yeah, yeah. greet it, dropping out of hyperspace. Um, we see Chopper turn on the emergency power, and it tries to putter away from them. <laughs> it's like a guy who just got the shit kicked out of him, like, trying to crawl away from the fight. It's like, it's missing that sound effect from Looney Tunes. When they, like, try to start a jalopy that's in rough shape, <laughs> just puttering across the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so um, they're fucked. I mean, they're not getting out of there anytime soon. They got to do some work to the ship before they can possibly jump out of there. Um, and Price is on one of these Star Destroyers, and she's going to page out to the ghost and uh, request their surrender. So let's take a listen. Sometimes I envy pilots like you. Jesus Christ, how They've do I keep getting these wrong? To their core systems, and it seems Commander Skerris has dealt with their Y-Wing escort in the nebula. Hail the rebel ship. This is Governor Price. You have been charged with treason against the Empire. Now submit or be destroyed. Very well. She'll never keep her word. I know. 
I'm stalling her while you figure out a plan. I'll take what I can get. Keep working. Mon's got a cool head here. Yeah. Mon is completely... She has... This is not her first rodeo. She's been doing no. stuff like this for a while. And with Luthen and Andor, you kind of see the first inklings of her realizing, like, oh, this is going to get ugly. Yeah. You know, and she kind of has to come to grips with that. And here she's just like, I'll stall him. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. She's, like, she's a seasoned vet of the rebellion yeah. here. When she oh. first figures that shit out, she starts purposefully talking so her chauffeur yeah. can listen to her. Oh, God. <laughs> that stupid husband doesn't deserve her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to slow dance with her. God damn that Chandrell oh. and courtship stuff. I bet she's a great ballroom dancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to dip her. I want to make an entrance with her. Hey. With backless yeah, dress. Da, 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 da. Um, that's what I want for my birthday, a dance with Genevieve. <laughs> oh, to Desiree by Neil Diamond. <laughs> you got to listen to that song. It fucking rocks. That's my dad's favorite song. Holly Holy is the one that I was thinking of. Holly Holy? Yeah. The live version's the one where he goes, Have you ever heard um, any Bee Gees live ever? Oh, yeah. Dude, the Bee Gees are phenomenal. They are absolutely phenomenal. We'll have to get them on Clonecast Recommends. But Barry Gibbs, some of his... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the live ones, it's it's literally like comical. Yeah. How, how he's... <laughs> <laughs> What's that one song? Spicks in the Specs or something? Oh, yeah. The Specs in the Specs. The Specs in the Specs. Ah. <laughs> it's hilarious listening to early Bee Gees because it sounds completely different. Same deal with listening to early Fleetwood Mac. Because early Fleetwood Mac is like, like a, a blues it's band. It's a blues band. Like, if you listen to Oh Well, yeah. that song fucking rocks. Nah, it's boring. I want to listen to Everywhere. <laughs> I can't believe that's like a car commercial. Yeah, now. I know. Oh, man. Love that Christine McVie. At some point, I think you texted me, and you're like, choose one, Stevie Nicks or Christine McVie. And I texted back, and I was like, Christine McVie. And you were like, you are correct. <laughs> But also, I would have accepted Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Christine McVie fan. Yeah, me too. I love Christine McVie. She's great. The great thing about Christine McVie, she's dead, so we can't give her the curse. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay, that may have been... Sorry. It wasn't that long ago. How long ago was it? About a year? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Christine McVie's children are huge Star Wars Rebels fans and are listening right now. How awesome would it be if we got like some sort of letter from their lawyer or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could be sued for what I said, but yeah. <laughs> that'd be that'd be that would put the icing on the cake of episode two hundred. Yep. If we get a letter from Christine McVie's lawyers. The Cease and desist the, talking the, about her. the McVie estate was really looking forward to taking their minds off their mother's untimely death yeah. by, by listening to a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know her son is like finally at a point. Imagine if her son was like a, a big clone Casanova and he just finally was able to bring himself to hit play on an episode again <laughs> after like ten months of mourning or whatever. Yeah. It's then, finally yeah. time. Hey, we're big fans of your mom. Yeah. We like her a lot. Oh, everywhere? Oh, I dig. I dig. Um, is that your favorite Christine McVie, or do you got a favorite? There's a solo Christine McVie. I can't remember the title, but it'll be a clone cast recommends coming up. Oh, we got a McVie. Oh, she's great. Married to John McVie. Yes. He's the bassist guy. <laughs> yes. He wears flat brim little hats. Yes. You ever see that? You ever see the dance? Yeah. Yeah. He looks fancy. Married does not mean monogamous in that band. Nah, I they think they all, all had sex with each, each other. other. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's thing has been in everybody's thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. 
So, uh, where were we? Um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna stall price here. We see Chopper charging up the hyperdrive, and it's almost ready. But at that point, apparently, price was not, you know, tiptoeing with them any longer. Just like engage the tractor beam. Fuck, stop fucking around with them. Well, Price says something, too, of like, uh, she says something like, well, that's enough of your list of demands, or we've listened to your list no, of demands. No, thank you. Yeah, we decline. But it made me think of, like, how long was Mon just listing things off just to buy yeah. time? Like, this is my list of demands. She's just slowly coming up with things one after another to see how long she has to stall them. Um, so, okay, this is going to be a little off topic. You got a second to deviate? Sure. Do you? You're rushing out of here? We're running late. Um, so, <laughs> wrestling used to be my thing, right? Um, and there was my favorite promo of all time is Chris Jericho. Um, he's still active. He, okay, so there was, he was feuding, and this was late 90s, and this was WCW. He was feuding with Dean Malenko, who was the man of a thousand holds. <laughs> And Chris Jericho has this bit. Listening to you talk about wrestling makes me wish I got into wrestling when I was younger. <laughs> so I just in... completely missed the boat on all of this. It was very fun for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Raw's coming in. Uh, you want to go to Raw? <laughs> I would have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, but it's a thing. I'll go, though. Let's sure. go. Yeah. You got to go to Raw. <laughs> Do you think Jesse will be there? No. <laughs> Jesse hates Vince. Um. But no, so he was beefing with Dean Malenko. And so you remember, like, remember that old like print paper with like the holes on the side? Yeah, of it course. It was very like Apple. Yeah. So yeah, this Dot is like, Matrix. Yeah. This is really nice. He went and he started, he's like, well, I'm the man of a thousand and four holds. And he printed off all these ridiculous. <laughs> you claim to be the man of a thousand holds, but I counted and you know about 60, but I know a thousand and four and I wrote them all down. Here we go. Hold one. Arm drag. Hold two. Arm bar. Hold three. The moss covered. Three handled family gradunzel. Why does he just Number mail four, us this list and we'll announce arm it? Arm bar. He just ran it. Number five. The Saskatchewan spinning nerve hole. This must be meathead microphone night. You think so? Arm He's bar. got 998 to Number go. Nine. Get the hook. We're out of here. Shut up. Get a haircut. The great thing is they go to commercial break there and they come back and he's, he's still, still in reading. the ring reading from this list. It is. <laughs> that's entertainment. Say what you want about wrestling, but that's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, of course. That is a great bit. Yeah. Anyways, have you been enjoying Behind the Bastards glimpse at Vince McMahon? Well, the thing is, like, I do enjoy it, but it's all stuff that I've already known. Yeah, that's and the problem. I know is... that you are well-versed in all of this. Yeah, like, I know everything that he's yeah. going over. And the thing with it is, like, you don't have to... I, I've noticed because he's not a wrestling fan. Well, and that's the thing. He approached it. Robert Evans, the host of Behind the Bastards. Yeah approached it as, oh, this will be a fun, because he typically talks about, like, Joseph Stalin and, like, yeah. Pol Pot. So he's like, this will be a lark. Yeah. We'll talk about Vince McMahon. Well, I just think, as a wrestling fan who is, like, really into it for a long time, like, he missed, there is some context that only, on certain things. Vince yes. is a Vince is a piece of shit. Yeah. There's context on certain things. A lot of times, like, with an when they were talking about Andre and how Vince turned him a bad guy, I mean, 
that's normal business yeah, stuff yeah. in wrestling. Like, because he really played up like Andre was sad, and he, you know, he, he didn't like being. Well, booed and I think this the documentary did a lot of that too. The Andre, the documentary, the Andre, Andre the Giant, which yeah. documentary did a lot of that too. Yeah, and I can understand getting booed from a guy who was a babyface for a long time, but that's just the business. Yeah. Like, that's not anything that Vince necessarily was an asshole about. Like, yeah. Vince has done shitty, shitty things. Yeah. There's just some of the inside wrestling lingo and just kind of. From that perspective, I was like, well, you don't... That's nothing. There's <laughs> yeah, nothing there. Sure. But, like, yeah, to outsiders, I guess it sounds bad. But the whole raping people thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm strictly talking about turning a good guy into a bad guy and them getting booed by the fans, okay? That's just wrestling, man. <laughs> no, but Vince is a horrible piece of shit. Yes. He's a very, very bad man. I enjoyed listening to the Jesse Ventura stories. Jesse fucking rocks, dude. Jesse fucking rules. I wonder if we could get Jesse on the pod. <laughs> oh, I have no fucking idea where that conversation would go. My favorite Jesse as governor moment was when he went on the Tonight Show with oh, Leno. Yeah. And he said, "Some whoever designed this, St. Paul is, is an Irish town. And what did he say? He, he, described, he said something. Just, he was like, the people that designed St. Paul streets were all a bunch of drunken Irishmen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and this caused an uproar in St. Yeah. Paul. It was a big deal. He used to say a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they brought up on Behind the Bastards, the podcast. They brought up uh, when he was governor uh, at some press conference. Apparently, somebody fell through the ice on a snowmobile on some frozen lake in Minnesota. you can't legislate stupid. And he said, like, what are you going to do about all of this stuff? And he's like, you can't legislate away stupid. Yeah. Like, stupid people are going to do stupid things. Yeah. And people are like, this is the governor. What's he talking about? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, some of his politics aren't bad, man. No, of course not. I would much rather have him than Biden in he's office. He's the reason we have a public rail system. Yes. Yeah. I honestly God would rather have him be president than Biden. Oh, I would do, yeah. Like they say, I mean, they kind of call him a libertarian yeah. in, but he's plus also, we'll get to the bottom of all the CIA controlled weather stuff. Yes, yeah, but he's I don't know, dude. I think he's a he's a, he was trying to unionize the WWE and stuff. He's <laughs> yeah. not he's not a libertarian person. I'm sure he has some libertarian leanings. I love the thing that forced his hand with that or made him realize it was he joined the Screen Actors Guild because of Predator, and he was like, "Holy shit, being in a being in a union fucking rocks. Yes. We all need to be in them." Yep, and then Hulk Hogan ratted him out the bits. Yep. Hulk Hogan fucking sucks, Speaking folks. Speaking of pieces of shit. Yeah, real piece of shit. We fucking hate the Hulkster, yeah. man. You know, I met him when I was four, and it was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, of course. Because the AWA was out of Minneapolis, and Hulk ended up going to the WWF, which was East Coast, and then they national, and they kind of put all the regional shit out of business. But... um. But Hulk still had like a lot of roots here and stuff. And Mean Gene Okerlund, remember Mean Gene? He no, was one of the announcers. Sure, yes, he was a big time announcer in the WWF and AWA. Um, him and Hogan did like a appearance at the Minnetonka Boat Bay thing or whatever. <laughs> you know, like the Minnetonka Marine something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where all the rich people got their boats stored. And so my dad brought me out there, and they, you know. And he put me up on his shoulders, and Hulk walked by and gave me a high five. And, hey, there, little Hulkster, you know. And on my dad's shoulders, I was like eye to eye with Hulk. Like, he's a massive mountain of a man. Um, But I guarantee you, like, immediately after that, he went and, like, snorted cocaine out of Brutus the Barber's beefca Bar Barber Beefcake's butthole or something. <laughs> like, yeah. He was doing some debauched thing just minutes after giving me a high five. Yeah. 
Very depressing when you learn the sad truths of some of your <laughs> heroes. Especially that guy. Yeah. You say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Yeah. No, he was the All-American for a while. Yeah. Guess not. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's any representation of America that's accurate, it is kind of Ulster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You put yeah. makeup on a fucking pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah. Um, I do love that the Macho Man just died hating him. <laughs> <laughs> Like they never, Macho Man hated. <laughs> he had a rap diss song to Hulk. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a Clone Cast recommends the Macho Man Randy Savage album. Have you ever listened to any of it? <laughs> no. Oh, you are in for a treat next week. Okay, <laughs> let's get on with this. Um, so yeah, uh, they engage the tractor beam. Uh, Ezra and Gold Leader at this point they make a nifty move in the uh, as they're still dealing with this prototype. Uh, tie uh, Ezra actually just like flies in between them because he's like he can't hit you he's not going to hit me Ezra does like this thing where he flies in between him and then is able to hit him with a um, with an ion charge because he can't fire the proton torpedoes but disables the uh, tie fighter temporarily with an ion charge it, it is nice that they kept the continuity with the Y wings having ion cannons yes on the top of them like that yeah um, and so, at this point, they do leave the nebula and engage the Star Destroyer. They're well aware that that ship's coming back, so they're like, we gotta get out of here. Um, Hera, they see Hera, obviously, in distress here. Hera pages them and is like, yeah, any any kind of help here would be great. Um, and Hera comes up with an idea to just fire some proton torpedoes at the nebula. Now, as we know, it's highly combustible. And they do it in a way that they shoot them parallel to the Star Destroyer that has them in the... A tractor beam and this just causes like chaos and these like solar flares to come out and start just eating yeah the it's fucking very Star cool it's one of the coolest animations we've seen in a while yeah it's awesome yep um and it, it doesn't destroy the ship but it does disengage the tractor beam it i don't know you see price on the bridge just like lights going nuts clearly the ship is just uh gonna need some serious repair at this point so um it's a very cool looking scene so i mean check it out it's an awesome battle um so, uh, they're able to escape once the tractor beam disengages, and they all jump into hyperspace, and they get the hell out of there. So, um, our last clip is going to be the fallout with the Ghost Crew and Gold Squadron, and then Mon Mothma is going to send out a message. Phoenix Leader, that was some of the best fighting I've ever seen. I could say the same, Gold Leader. Kid, you can fly in my squadron any day. We're coming up on the rendezvous point. Ready to transmit, Senator. Let's just hope someone's listening. Oh, someone's listening, all right. This is Senator Mon Mothma. I've been called a traitor for speaking out against a corrupt galactic senate. A senate manipulated by the sinister tactics of the Emperor. For too long, I've watched the heavy hand of the Empire strangle our liberties. Stifling our freedom. old Joe! Ensuring our safety. No you see Sumar's wife? Yeah, yeah. Imperial threats, despite the Emperor Oh, where's she been staying? <laughs> I have no fear as I take new action. For I am not alone. Beginning today, we stand together as allies. I hereby resign from the Senate to fight for you, not from the distant halls of politics, but from the front lines. We will not rest until we bring an end to the Empire. Until we restore our republic. Are you with me? 
No, they're outside dancing. There's a little silence there. And all of a sudden, one ship drops out of hyperspace. Oh, it's a Look. whole bunch of them. Rebel Fleet Assemble. Do you think one of them's Akbar? <laughs> oh, it has to be. Yeah. The Monk. Home One. How many you can see this, Home One in there. Friends, He's there. This is our rebellion. Okay, so uh, what do you think he was doing as he was coming out of hyperspace? He's messing with the humidity. You think he was yelling, ah! <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's great listen, when I read a uh, certain star. I can't remember which book it is, but uh, there's been a few books where it talks about like a Moncal ship. Yeah. And how they have just like the humidity is through the roof in there. Oh, one of my favorite. So, like swimming. <laughs> I remember going into like bookstores as a kid, like Barnes and Noble. I'd always go to the like sci-fi Star Wars section. And they had those really cool books that had, like, cutaways of, like, the ships. They were all, like, illustrations. Okay, yeah, yeah, But yeah. it was, like, a mock-up of, like, and the yeah, ship, it, and yeah. then it's, like, cut in half. And it and shows then, you like, the decks and stuff. Labeled, like, yeah. oh, this is where the hyperdrive engines are. Yes. In Home 1 has, like, a fucking, like, park in the middle of like it. Like a lagoon? Like, with a lagoon and, like, a water, like, fixture yeah. that, like, the Moncals can go and swim in and stuff. Now, the Athorians, they have quite an interesting setup, if you've seen that. Yeah. They have that, that ship that also is like a terrarium. Yeah. But it's it's like a... It's very it's similar. It's like a moon-sized yeah. terrarium. Because the planet is sacred to them, so they don't actually live on the planet. Very strange. Like, yeah. where did you live? So they must have... Once they left the planet, they could never go back. They yeah. sullied or something. I don't know. Those Athorians. A shifty bunch. Yeah. Um, but that's the episode, man. That is the episode. Okay, so what is uh, Secret Cargo getting on IMDb? IMDb is giving Secret Cargo a solid 8. Okay, I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5. Pretty straightforward on this one. The action was great. That the, the animation on the solar flares hitting the Star Destroyer was fucking sweet, man. That was cool. Um, I don't know. It's good to see Mon. It was Genevieve O'Reilly. We're going yep. full... They're getting the actual actress, which is great. And I, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Oh. She's a looker. Oh. I want an Irish lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. You see that Wikipedia pro pick? Uh-uh. Oh, she's lovely. Oh, wait. On her Wikipedia. Gen- yes. Yeah, yes. Genevieve O'Reilly. Oh. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Give her a Google search if you don't know. Um, But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was just a fun episode. Yes, it was. Um, I don't know. Maybe an 8.5 is a little high, and I'm just having fun because this is episode 200. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I think my scores might be a little elevated, but I fucking loved this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a 9. <laughs> it's round 9 from this guy. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. I love good. I love Mon Mothma. I love that we're getting more context and in continuity built and out I will around say, her character. Like, as she eased into the voice acting role, it got like at first I was like, uh oh, we got another stiff one. Yep. We got another one. We got a Billy D phoning it in. But she oh, hits no. it. Yeah. She nails it. Yeah. She Genevieve. Tries. Yeah. She does give it she gives us the full mon. Yep. Yeah. So before you hit light side, oh no. One last little surprise. Uh oh. No, don't we're not doing Apple talk. Why do you think it's Apple Talk? Dude, it actually bothers one of our biggest clone cast Anobas. He got a curveball. They're golden delicious this this time around. <sighs> okay, first of all, I'm going to lay some ground rules. No, I'm serious. 
I'm, this is my fucking birthday, and I'm gonna f- I'll play the goddamn birthday card we don't, if I have to. We don't have to do it. I'm just doing it to piss you off. I will say this: <laughs> we can do a bite. No talking with your mouthful. You can do one bite. If you want to finish the apple, you wait till the episode's done. <laughs> okay. All right. And then we're gonna get a review. This is a golden delicious apple. I did not have apple talk pulled, so I'm gonna hit this because I want to do this one anyways. So. What? Is your favorite color? Blue. Right. Off you go. Colors, colors. What's your favorite color? Colors, colors. The clone cast color top. Golden Delicious Apple. Now, the Golden Delicious has a lovely uh, green to it. It's a light green. Greenish yellow. Greenish yellow. I would say more green than yellow. Not as green as your Granny Smith's. No. But not as golden as the name would lead on. Correct. More green than golden. All right, so we're going to do one bite. We're not going to talk with our mouth full. We're going to back away from the microphone. Yes, we are. We'll do one bite. We will review it, and then Adam will put it down, and he will not grab it again. So, Mike Kennedy, you're safe. He's one of our biggest clone cast. Don't though. try to push this on Mike Kennedy. I know that you hate it, and that's why we're not doing it. For yeah, but you don't on. give a shit what I think. <laughs> I but know. If I tell you one that's of our... why we're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but if I tell you one of our actual, like, legitimate <laughs> listeners is like, that yeah, actually kind of bothers me. I, I would think that you would respect them enough to at least compromise. No, I feel bad for that, but I feel like more people get joy out of it that outweighs. That's why we're doing... A medium. You're going to do one bite. Sure. Are you ready? Yes. Back away from your fucking microphone. Do not fucking talk with your mouthful. I hate it. <laughs> All right. Front. All right. Ready? It's got a little bit of a sour tart to it. It does. Not my... I would give it a seven. Um, Not... Maybe a six. I don't know. It's it's edible. Uh, in a pinch, I could deal with it. Uh, but I will say, it doesn't... Have the crunch of a Honeycrisp, and that's the gold standard. The gold standard, by the way, clone cast concern is a Honeycrisp. It doesn't have the crunch or the sweetness that a Honeycrisp does. Correct. Um, and also, the juices are a little lacking compared to a Honeycrisp. I do feel like this is something, it does have, it's much more high on the tart scale. Very tarty. You would have to really want something like this in, to seek it out. It's not something that you're just like, I feel like an apple. I'll pick up a Golden Delicious. Yeah, this is something that a small sect of people are keeping alive. Yeah. Like somebody's just, there's probably Ooh. like some people out there that are big Golden Delicious I feel fans. like this is a big pie apple. Okay. What are we talking as far as price? How are these looking as price ranges? I wasn't looking at my receipt. Um, I mean, it, it can't be as expensive as a It was in with your balloon and your condoms, so. All right. <laughs> I would say this has got to be at least... If we're going Honeycrisp are pretty expensive, I would it was say. It's probably like 48 cents, something like that. Okay, so it's not Honeycrisp level. Yeah. Okay. That was a, it's a, it's a, it's a 6.57. Golden Delicious, um, and also color talk on the Golden Delicious. It's, it's an interesting yeah. blend of yellow and green. And yes, it is. Depending, I don't know, it's kind of like a Laurel Yanny situation or that dress. You know that dress where you couldn't tell if it was blue or whatever? That was a fun couple of months. Yeah, huh? like somebody might say, yeah, it's yellow. Somebody might say it's green. I say it's both. It's an interesting blend. Okay, that's your apple slash color talk for episode 200. Should we get into the light side? Yes. Always look on the light side of life. Okay, light side moment of the episode. I wasn't even going to do apple talk until you texted me. Don't pick up any fucking apples. That's why I thought I was you were like, going well, now I fucking have to. Oh. <laughs> 
fucking hate Apple. You only got yourself to blame. You're full <laughs> shit. You were definitely you were definitely I, picking up Apple. I apples. swear to God, it was not even on my mind. A hundred percent lie. It You're was lying. not. I was too caught up in your birthday stuff. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Light side moment of the episode. I'm gonna go with that fucking animation on that solar flare, man. That was awesome. You know what that makes me want to do? I want to. I got to play a Star Wars video games, and I got to shoot some fucking proton torpedoes well, and into the way a, that the ship into just a, a fucking sun. melts away. Even before the huge solar flare, the way that yeah. the other ships were disintegrating. Between that and Ezra bombing the light cruiser in this episode, I'm very impressed with the Imperial builds that they don't just blow up yeah. and complete. Like the fact that these star destroyers survive these encounters is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good machinery. Yep, but it's badass and it fucks that ship up. Yep. So that's my light side. What's yours? Um, my light side. I'm gonna go with just, just adding to Mon Mothma's character. Yeah, I remember first getting into Star Wars. I think it was in sixth grade when I really got into it, like watching Return of the Jedi for the first time, seeing all of the like Rebel Alliance executives like talking. I was like, "Who the fuck is this lady?" Yeah, yeah. So it's cool that they're building out more, and I get to see more. Yeah, character because it when you're watching just the originals, she kind of comes out of nowhere. You're like, "Who's this new?" Well, leader? so does fucking everybody. Yeah, like the Donda or whatever his name, and all those people. But General it's like Donna in A New Hope. There's, yeah, well, even Akbar starts talking, and you're like, yeah, just "Where like, the fuck did this guy come from?" Who's this fucking fish guy. Yeah, it's amazing to me that that guy survived hand to hand combat encounters and <laughs> a fin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He doesn't look like he could move. Yeah. <laughs> he looks stiff. Oh, the other guy in the deck of Home One, uh, General Nadine. Oh. He's that guy with the beard. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting, though, like all these like ancillary characters that you're just like, who the fuck is this guy talking? <laughs> yeah. Who's this lady? Yeah. <laughs> who is she? She's got like a big robe on, yeah. a flowing robe. But yeah, I, I do like seeing them build she that. Says, oh, she says Bothans very fancily. She does. Yeah, yeah. The first Star Wars character to ever mention the Bothams. Yeah. And as we all know, they're damn dirty Bothams. Okay, uh, so that is your lightsaber moment. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, dark side moment of the episode. Uh, dark side for me is I got to go with uh, old gold five taking one in the rear. Because <laughs> <That was laughs> rough. I, I honestly think like Hera had something up her sleeve that it was completely unnecessary for gold five to eat that fucking... Bullet, Gold they... Five doesn't know. He's just trying to be a hero. Yeah. Hey, but we. Hey, Gold Five, man, might get a power rank point for Gold Five. <laughs> there was, there was a. It reminded me of you saw Air Force One in the nineties, right? I think I've seen it on TNT, maybe in like a it's Saturday. It's a great movie. <laughs> That's Harrison Ford, like the as the president takeover. Yeah. How do terrorists take over Air Force I One? Don't, I don't know. That's absurd. It explains it in detail in the movie, I'm sure. Yeah. But a MiG tries shooting a missile at Air Force One, and an F-15 with an American hero at the at the helm does exactly the same thing. Just <laughs> flies right in front of the thing. If you were a pilot, would you hop in front of one for Biden? No! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no! Man, old Corn Pop flew there. He did great. <laughs> He flew in front of it. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's my dark side. Is that yours as well? No, my my dark side is realizing that Dutch kind of sucks. Okay. Because Dutch Vander, yeah. he, he is someone that is in canon. We saw him in A New Hope. Yeah. I think he's in... We didn't talk about it a ton, but he's he's kind of a dickbag at first. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's I think he's in Rogue One. Like they digitally added him into Rogue One. Um, but also in the the tabletop game that I've played before, Star Wars Armada, he is a char- he's like one of the aces that you can be. Like okay. he's apparently for all intents and purposes a good pilot. But after watching this, as soon as Ezra was like, no, let's do this. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize we could do that. I had the realization of like, I think Dutch sucks. And that be might be why his entire squadron hates the gets obliterated within like two minutes of entering combat with these guys. Now, that guy, the Vander guy, um, he's the most potato looking motherfucker that we've had since Iron Squadron. Oh, he's got a potato forehead for sure. He is a potato. Yeah. Yeah. Big potato energy from him. Okay, But his 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 squadron to get blown into oblivion like within two minutes of fighting not to mention uh clearly frustrated as well <laughs> yeah and i think they're just kind of taking their frustrations out on people that aren't uh that are having <laughs> yeah. a little bit more success here i think the reason they're they're kind of pissed off is because i don't know they're probably dropping like flies yeah are these the same y-wings that got jacked um uh, from that uh that uh you know that well, y-wing factory probably. or whatever where they yeah where they shoved that one guy yeah um who was that one guy what was that guy's name? Admiral. He was the he was the fucking guy that constantly fucks up every time they put him in charge of something. Oh yeah, I don't remember. Well, it's a Constantine. It's not Constantine. No, it's not Cassius Constantine. It's the guy, the blonde haired guy. Yeah, he looks like Dollar Man. <laughs> he kind of looks like Dollar Man. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. He wears all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. That guy. He's a fucking. Uh, who's, who's that? Uh, who's that GE guy? Who's the GE guy that? That horrible piece of shit. Oh, uh, 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 oh. That fucking, uh, what's his face was based off of slightly. Yeah, Jack Donaghy. Jack Donaghy was based off of him. Who's that? The GE fucking CEO. I think Behind the Bastards did a whole thing on they him did, as well. And it was a great episode. God, who is that fucking guy? Jack Welsh. Jack Welsh. Now, he's like the Jack Welsh of the Empire because he fucking, he got a fucking factory blown up. <laughs> <laughs> And they just reassigned him. <laughs> he's the Jack Welch of the Empire. God, he's a piece of shit. All right, that has nothing to do with this episode. I don't know the thought just crossed my mind. Okay. Oh, my God. It's doing it again. Thank you, Rex. Oh, yeah. You gotta get it up. Wow. This is a long one. Gee. You gotta get it up. Episode 200. Gee. Mandate, mandate. Dennis Prager, help me. I'm being canceled. Ball Brian, Gina Grand, you're fired. Cutting costs. Gina Crown will come on the podcast. Dennis Prager, help me. I'm being canceled. Gina Crown will come on the podcast. Ball Brian, Gina Prager. Okay. <laughs> Dennis Prager, help me, Dennis Prager. We can't. Okay. Should have got Ace on. We should have done a cameo yeah. with Ace. Yeah. That'd be worth $400. Wishing us, wishing us a happy 200th. Wow, you guys are Hearing great. about how Star Wars sucks from yeah. that guy? Try my sangria. <laughs> is he still making the sangria? I have no idea. Or was that a Lynette thing, and now I that she left him? I think she took the mangria in the divorce. Ooh. Yeah. Wallet's taking a hit. <laughs> yeah. uh, did he go to... Did he relocate yet? I don't know. I think he did have a property, because their divorce filings were public. Yeah. So I think he did have a property in like the middle of nowhere in Washington that he was like maybe going to like retire to Washington yeah I don't think he's gonna like liberal Washington I don't know 
I thought he was going to go to Tennessee and become know, a Daily a Wire of, guy. There's a lot of like weird libertarian recluses on the other side of the mountains from Seattle. Yeah, in Oregon, they got a bunch of weird, yeah, proud boys, and it's very odd clashing yeah. of culture and uh, it's like just a couple. It's, couple it's like the epicenter of the American culture war is the Northwest. Yeah, couple like that's where it's like the it's like the it's like the the petri dish there, where it's just like put them together, see what happens. A couple of liberal cities does not a progressive state make. No, yeah. I, I would say Minnesota, outside of the Twin Cities, is probably conservative. Yeah. Well, Duluth and St. Cloud. Well, that's because they're good union college, mining towns, college towns yeah. too. Also, the yeah. Anyways, okay, dark horse here of the episode. Um. I'm going to go Goal 5. Yeah, we're simpatico on this one. I don't think I'm going to give Goal 5 power rankings because I don't even got a name. Yeah. But Gold 5. Gold 5 jumped Absolutely right in there. the yep. dark horse. Full on sacrifice. Yep. Very powerful stuff. Okay, so that's a pretty straightforward one. All right. The Clone Cast presents... Power Rankings. Talk to me. Okay, so, power rankings. Uh, this is where we pick our three favorite characters of the episode. Not necessarily characters either. Maybe it's just like a, I don't know, a, a toaster that we liked in the background. I don't know. <laughs> or a waffle that we yeah. saw on a table. Space waffles. Um, so, uh, first place gets three points. Second place gets two. Third place gets one. When it's all said and done, we're going to add them all up. We'll do a bit of a review on these, I don't know, next week. I'm not going to get through them all. I actually noticed that I had forgotten to even add up the numbers from last week. I still have them off to the side here. <laughs> Because usually I make everything orderly. I move the files and everything after I edit it and put it together and post it. Last week, I was just like, as soon as I posted it, straight back to Zelda. Yeah. I had to clean up a whole mess today. So, uh, yeah, power rankings. Adam, who's your number one? Number one with a bullet, Genevieve O'Reilly. I'm going to give it to the G. Genevieve O'Reilly, specifically because, and we've mentioned this on the podcast before. Yeah. She was cast as Mon Mothma for Revenge of the Sith and specifically went and learned the lines in the inflection of the original act actress from Return of the Jedi actually put forth an effort and they're like, well, shit, she looks just like her too. So she was cast in Revenge of the Sith and then was deleted out of the film, but still had a good relationship with the creators. So they called her back for Rebels and Rogue One. And she went into Andor as well to reprise the role of Mon Mothma. Okay. It was fucking awesome. She actually gives a shit about the character and, like, wants to contribute. Yeah, I think going into Andor, she was talking about how excited she was to reprise the role. Um, So, yeah, she does really give a shit about the character. It's awesome. Um, I'm also giving it to her. Um, Okay. I'm coming up with a playful nickname for her. How about Gorai? Gorai. Instead, we have Goro, who's the Antichrist, and then we have Gorai, who is the who's the holiest. Or Geno. Geno, yeah. Um, I think I figured out a song I'm going to use for her. Oh, lovely. The O'Reilly Auto Parts song. <laughs> At bumper to bumper. Maybe we'll spice it up a little bit. Maybe I'll add some sound effects to it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly's. She has my heart. You know, like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Writes itself. Okay, so we got two for Genevieve there. Uh, who is your number two? My number two in the power rankings goes to, and I I can't remember if I've given this to this before, but I'm going heat. Heat? Heat. Okay. Without the heat coming off of that star. 
<laughs> it would have been fucked. For an episode that you gave a nine, that's a pretty interesting pull. <laughs> <laughs> Your second choice was Heat. Genevieve O'Reilly and Heat. I thought you were talking about the Michael Mann film at first. <laughs> you ever see Heat? No. You haven't? No, I've heard it's great. Oh, you should Heat. De Niro, Pacino, same movie? Yeah, don't yeah. forget the best. Yeah. Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> the Heat. Um, okay, so Heat is getting two points. Very interesting pull. Um, I'm going to go with uh, tit uh, things. <laughs> <laughs> Pontoons? <laughs> they do. It looked pontoon-like, but... Yeah. External fuel canisters. My head goes to breast. Yeah. Uh, it looked like little, uh, just boob gas cans. <laughs> um, yeah, you could Photoshop a bra on those things pretty that's what easily. I, see, that's what I was saying. I was like, if I was on Twitter right now, I'd be posting some large hooters <laughs> attached to the ghost. Yeah. And when I return to Twitter, <laughs> I'll be... Pr- that's your opening. <laughs> yeah, I'll be photoshopping some large hooters <laughs> onto the ghost. I did briefly, like, okay, I think I'll go back, episode 200, and I, I posted Gandalf. What did he say? <laughs> I come to you now at the turn of the tide. <laughs> and I deleted it 10 seconds later. <laughs> I was like, not, nope, not yet, not yet. I'm feeling too invigorated. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going with... Uh, Ghost with Hooters is getting two points for me. Okay, who do you got for number three? I just went with Ezra for number three. He did a good job piloting and showing us that Dutch sucks, so. Okay, so Ghost with Hooters, two. Ezra is getting a point. Um, I don't know. I, I could give it to Ezra, but I really want to do a pull. But I don't think there's a strong enough pull for me to pull from. And I'm going to give it to Ezra Bridger, who apparently is a competent pilot. Better than all of Gold's... He's apparently a better pilot than Gold Squadron's guy. <laughs> Gold leader. Yeah. So, Flying circles are on Dutch. Yeah, we'll give Ezra two points. Um, he'll get a couple from both of us. Okay, so that is your power rankings. I just want to give it... Harris still in first. Ezra's in second. Can't go... It would not be episode 200 if we did not mention Conchgal and Aqua Lush Bull. We did see Samir's wife in, in one stars. of the... Yep. yep. So... Shout out to Samir's wife. Hopefully she's getting plowed. It'd be great if there was just a framed picture of the Aqualush Bull in Old Joe's Bar. (laughs) In Memoriam. Just playfully looking at her in the picture. You know, sometimes you look at a photo. Like right now, it looks like Linda's just staring at me right now. Oh, those beautiful eyes. Oh, for a long time. (laughs) We have staring contests. Um, Yeah, that would be great, though. Okay, so that's your power rankings. Oh, man. I'm very excited to hit this button. It's my favorite. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. No! (laughs) What is going... I'm Butterfingers tonight, man. It's a bow shooter. Okay, good hood. We gotta find a fashion icon. So, fashion icon, we're at the Orcaron Nebula. We went to Dantooine at the end. Didn't see much. I wanna be on Dantooine. We don't know a ton about Dantooine. I don't know dick about Dantooine. There is that Tartakovsky thing with Mace Windu where he takes out, like, I don't know, oh, that is million right. yeah. droids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some absurd number. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, yeah. Is that the weird P 
piston machine that comes floating. Yeah, like and it just comes like, through and just boom. <laughs> just indiscriminately crushes everything. Yeah. Droids and all. Um, yeah. So, uh, who was looking hot? Fashion icon for episode 200. You got any uh, good ones that you're pulling here? Or? Oh, I got one. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it to Mon Mothma. Yeah. Um, I think she's straightforward choice. Beautiful blue eyes yeah. on her. Also, um, this one, not uh, not so much flowing robes. She's more mobile. Yeah, she one. is more mobile. Also, very competent. Yep. She's got the robes, but they're they're like action robes. Yeah. It's like her spelunking robes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going Mon Mothma. Who do you got? I can't remember if I've given this to him before, but I'm going with Alton Castle. That name sound familiar? Yeah, it does sound familiar. He is the newscaster on the Hollow in the very start of the episode. The Imperial guy? Because he looks exactly like a news broadcaster from the 70s with his hair and sideburns. Oh, he certainly does. He is made up. He looks like Ted Baxter from Mary Tyler Moore. I was going to say he's very burgundy-like. He's very Ron burgundy now, I find it interesting because he is it's like... It's unfortunate that he's hanging from his thumbs in some room right now. Yeah. You would think that the Imperial State Anchor would know better than to play the entire Mon Mothma accusing the Emperor of Genocide. <laughs> Not Alton Castle. He's a brave investigative reporter. He is put together, though. Now, to be sure, he is definitely on board with the Emperor's dealings. He makes that known. Like, yeah, she's a traitor. What if he... But you picked an interesting clip. He is just full Ted... <laughs> He's full Ron Burgundy. And just he was just reading the prompter. He yeah. has no fucking idea what any of it means. One of the producers at the Imperial News is a rebel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoppers yeah. just <laughs> vote, like sending the shit in. <laughs> just feeding them lines. He reads the prompter. What can you say? Playing with fire there, old Pelps. Okay, uh, that is your good hood for episode 200. Oh, man. Okay. Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. We have come to the end of episode 200. I don't know what the runtime's going to be, but... did we? Uh, oh, we we're gonna, north of three hours. We went over three. <laughs> we did it! We're over oh, three! Yeah. Okay, uh, tagline. So, back in the old Clone Wars days... Many moons ago, many episodes ago, I would predict the next episode based off the tagline. We don't have that luxury with Rebels. So what I do is I just predict it off the episode title. So, Adam, what are we reviewing for episode 201? The Trek to 300 begins. Next episode is entitled Double Agent Droid. Double Agent Droid. Double Agent Droid. This, is, this sounds like AP5 hijinks. Yeah. They're gonna put they're gonna put the pain on AP five and chop. They're sending them. Bit. We're gonna get a droid hijinks episode. It's been a while. Yeah, I could do. You like droid hijinks? Yeah. Okay, so I have a feeling Adam is gonna love this. R two in a car wash? Come the fuck on. Yeah, it's true. It's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be great. Okay. Um. So Clone Castanovas. Uh. Once again, thank you so much. Thank you. That was From incredible. The bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Yes. And anybody that we've mentioned in this episode, keep a close eye on them. And if the curse lives, let us know. We'll keep an eye out for them too. I'm very curious. This Clone Cast curse. <laughs> yeah. Can we go three weeks in a row? We'll see. This is a segment that breeds itself. So, we'll see. Okay. So, that is it for episode 200, I guess. So, Adam. Where can the listeners reach us? Our Clonecast at Ovis can always reach out to us. We are clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can still reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at clonecastpod. Twitter, I'll return to Twitter eventually. Yeah. 
Also, share with friends, share yeah. with family. Just Take hit- their phone and just leave a five-star review on Apple exactly. Podcasts. Exactly. Genius stuff, really. I would love it if you guys took your friend's phone and left a five-star review. Thank you again. We love all of our clone Castanovas. Thank you to everybody who reached out. Um, we'll see you next time for Double Agent Droid. Until then, may the clone Castanova be with you. Listen to the clone cast on Wednesdays, that's what you say we love. Each new segment's a blast, cause they say whatever they're thinking of. Everyone is craving that clone cast pod, we've got Sega Bass, Soundbites, and Steve. Come for the Star Wars and stay for the other talk, like the color talk, and the letter talk, and the apple talk, and the battery talk, and the Depression talk and the Lego talk. Well, Tom consumes way too much weed. Everybody wants to be a clone, Castanova. We've got polycules, good at and more. Don't be a focaccia, be a ciabatta. And don't forget to join the Discord. Happy 200th episode, Tom and Adam from your friend Liv, a.k.a. Darth Clink.